Hello and welcome to episode 276 of The Crate and Crowbar. It is the 21st of March 2019. My name is Chris Thurston and tonight I'm joined by Philippa War. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I'm eating a sweet. I know. And Alex Wiltshire. <laughs> What's your excuse? None. Just sonorous. Just <laughs> sonorous. sonorous. Uh, no Tom's this week because Tom Francis is at GDC, which we'll inevitably talk about a bit in a minute. And Tom Senior, I believe, is probably playing Sekiro oh, yeah, right Yeah, that was my guess. That's yes. my guess. He said he was reviewing something. It's probably Sekiro. Sekiro's not out until tomorrow, and I'm very jealous of him because he's a special Friday boy for whom it gets to be Friday earlier. But and I remain a I Thursday you, wretch. Alex? Have you, did you ever review a Dark Souls? Or uh, No, I didn't. I don't think that they are good for the... Soul. But it, re- it renders you unbearable forever, having had the experience <laughs> of reviewing a Dark Souls before anyone else knows what that is. Don't you have to join secret email chains? You for do, yeah. Stuck? There's a. There's I think you get help these days. I oh, think. I think you get like. I thought that was entirely against the ethos of Dark Souls. Maybe, yeah. Games. They, pro- you know, you'd email them and say, "I'm really stuck," and they just be like, "Yes." No, I think Namco <laughs> gives you a special envelope with uh, information and guides and God knows what. Money. <laughs> Not money. No money. No. Previously, it was just a, an immense feeling of self-satisfaction followed by a book deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's... All men He's not love. bitter. I'm though. not bitter. I just wish I got to play Dark Souls when everyone else did before everyone else got to be <laughs> super cool about it. It's on me, really. Um, are these on purpose burns or are they just general? Oh, they're just omnidirectional. <laughs> okay. I just really want to play Sekiro, all right? It's out tomorrow. <laughs> I thought, I just had a stupid idea today that I would go into town and that it would be on sale today. It's out tomorrow, but I was just mm. like, maybe they would sell it to me today. Like, <laughs> go on, game man. Can Isn't I have it? what some stores do? Yeah. Like they get into trouble. They have, like, backroom dealings and things. Yeah, I thought maybe, like, Eve Tesco's. Gilmo himself mm. charges out of a of an unmarked van across the road. Well, we know where he is at the moment. Because he was at, at GDC, That's was he true. not? So, but he's omnipresent. Do you so. think that he maybe he's got, there are a few of, the, of him? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're on. His clone <laughs> army. There are many. <laughs> like Eve's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why else? Why else the plural? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> so it's a one-man crime fighting squad. <laughs> one man, but many bodies crime one, fighting one organism. Man, like uh, a, like a mushroom. Launch date crusader. <laughs> Why, I mean, why you've, why was he got more the person sprang to your mind given that he has nothing to do with Sekiro at all? He's, because I saw him on, on the telly the other day. Oh, I see. <laughs> Literally, that is the only reason I saw him and I thought, good old Eve with his, with his wrinkly face, wrinkly eyes. <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's actually, he's quite smooth skinned in, in the cheeks. <laughs> but his see? eyes are all crinkled up was... and I like them. That was Jeremy Corbyn. He's the, I've told you before. He's the one, isn't he just the one gaming CEO that's okay to like? Yeah, he is. I've, I've, I've met him and, and yeah. quite liked him. So, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Shout out to Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out all to Eve, all Eves, all Eves out there. Everyone. Every Eve listening tonight, we see you. <laughs> <laughs> Even though apparently we can't see you properly because we don't really know what you look like. <laughs> this, yeah. This, yeah. This game was made by a multicultural team of many Eves <laughs> and Eves. <laughs> Manifold Eves. Manifold. There's so many. Um, there are so many. Eve um, <laughs> But none of them will let me play. By the time you listen to this, I will already be playing Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. And you'll yeah, be pissed off with it and thinking, why did I start? 
I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Every sounds day really break. fucking horrible. Oh, I, it sounds great. Oh. Are you a Dark Souls fan, Alex? Uh, I think I want to like it. And I did play almost all of Dark Souls 3. And I've enjoyed... And there's always a point where I just think, oh, God, no. It's okay not to like them, you know. This is a safe room. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but what about the people listening? They're, ju- they're judgy. They can maybe. enjoy something without you having to enjoy it. It's like going to a restaurant. You don't have to order the same thing as the person on the next table. But, uh, that means I have to make choices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Dark Souls games. I don't get them. They're not for me, and that's okay. That is okay. Mm. Don't you like knights? Knights? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the... What? <laughs> like, now, as in now. As in night time. <laughs> knights. Knight, Armoured knights. Oh. I mean, why? <laughs> like, I mean, I... It depends on the knight. <laughs> like, do you... As a concept or as an aesthetic or... I don't... See, I think a lot of the reason I, I do want to like Dark Souls, and I do think I do, I do like it. There's just a point where it's just too, it gets a bit on top of me. But I like it because mm. of all the, I like all the knights and I like the castles. Yeah, like there castles. are other games <laughs> and also historical reenactments that you might like. I'm not doing that guy from that no thing, offense, that studio, Rebellion, Jason Kingsley. He does, doesn't he? He dresses up like a knight, doesn't he? Goes he goes on a horse, doesn't he? You could just make friends with him and add him to your CEO collection. <laughs> 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 and you'll be able to tell who he is because he'll be the one that's dressed like a knight. <laughs> the real Dark Souls was the Jason Kingsley we befriended along the way. <laughs> <laughs> He'd so- be a lot taller than you, though, because he's got a horse. <laughs> that's true and mm. horses are traditionally quite, quite tall pardon you'd be taller on a horse i mean <laughs> but apparently i don't get to go on the horse because i'm see. not a knight you could ride like uh behind him but, Pillion, hang, on. Isn't but it? hang on literally like almost none of the knights in in dark souls have a horse at one point a crow picks that's you very up true. that's not the same thing you get and eaten by frampt peter frampt <laughs> whatever his name is peter frampton yeah <laughs> the king serpent or something and ironically one of, isn't one of the early bosses in Sekiro uh, a knight a, a mounted I haven't I, I've avoided all information mm. apart from that I want it <laughs> <laughs> the only information is I want it <laughs> <laughs> so hang on how do you know that you want it because it's by uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki and it's like the other ones he's made in it it's about being punished for trying to play it in a way that you like because Miyazaki feels punished by the fact that it's all he's allowed to make, so he's going to make mm. you suffer too. But what was that other From Software game that was infinitely better? Bloodborne. No. Demon oh. Souls. No. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Chrome Hounds? That's Look a de- up their uh, other outputs. I swear there's another game that I argue for from their back catalogue. Turn, turn, okay, go. I've got to Google something. Internet. <laughs> we have well, the tools. While he uh, fires up the internet facility, um, <laughs> <laughs> what should we talk about? While the, the, the gears were and the lever is pulled. Uh, and... Metal Wolf Chaos. No. No. <laughs> Shadow Tower. Things. No. Uh, they've made quite a lot of rubbish games. Uh, uh, hang on. You two uh, talk. I'll go uh, have a look. Kingsfield. Kingsfield. Well, that's the, that's the very Kuan. first. Kuan. Armoured Core. This is literally all of them. Hang on. Newt, Newt, there you go, there's the list. Okay. Um. Alex. 
Hi. How are you doing? it's oh. Curry Curry Mix. The, you're not near a microphone. Oh, curry. God. Now you've kicked mine. <laughs> Hang on. Curry Curry Mix. Hello, yes. Uh, so it's a play, ooh, a PlayStation 2 game, uh, where you control, uh, two rabbits on either side of a racetrack, and they have to co-op each other along, and you, you use both analog sticks to move each of them independently. I believe it was called The Adventures of Cookies and, Cookie and Cream in America, maybe over here. Dunno! It's great! Brilliant! Biscuits and cream here. <laughs> Scones and cream. Scones and cream. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that was certainly a thing. And it was better. I know it's falling. I'd like to... (laughs) Also, your microphone's falling over. But also, I'd like to congratulate you on delivering the most... Possibly the the spiciest... um, Actually, my Dark Souls' opinion is better take that we've ever had on this (laughs) That is is as hipstery a cut. That's not just you don't even like Demon Souls or Kingsfield. That is... Oh, you like you like oh, Dark God. Souls? Have you, have you even heard of cookies and cream? <laughs> curry curry mix, please. Curry curry mix. Yeah, she's called it by the original. In, yeah, the original in, release. Possibly in Japan, but Good it probably God. wouldn't have been because that's an English translation. Good God. Right? <laughs> good God. It's really good. They should do more of that. I'm sure it is. It was quite hard. I'm sure it is. <laughs> it was quite hard. And did the horses going past? Were they? Well, there were time limits and everything. Lights on them. <laughs> You had to, like, coordinate both your thumbs. Did it teach you anything about the divine right of kings? No, it taught you about cooperation. Oh, shit. That's the opposite (laughs) of that. (laughs) But, yeah, so there we go. That's from Software's best game. All right, fine. I'm no longer excited for Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Well, Um, you shouldn't be. Yeah. Unless it turns out to be a secret stealth sequel. To... Curry curry mix. Yeah. yeah, up up down down left right left right and then you're you're in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just two rabbits by the side of the road. That's the, how the whole thing ends. Like every from software game, you zoom out and it's some kind of like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or Dead style kind of, you know, uh, like it's just two rabbits having a conversation. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. Um, let's talk <laughs> about the. Has there been any news, Chris? There is. Yeah, there has. Uh, before we get onto the news, news that everyone's <laughs> everyone doesn't want to talk about. Um, I thought we could talk about. Something um, quite nice, which is the IGF Awards. Oh, yeah. Uh, which were last night. Pip, did you watch them live? Cause... No, I didn't. But I was catching up on them today uh, because Meg Giant was the host and she mm. always is good to, you know, to watch or talk to or listen to. And uh, she did an amazing job hosting. And it was a good, a good thing that she was there that she spoke the way she did that the script was what it was and yeah there was a lot of just basically we need to denounce all the bullshit all the nazis the white supremacists the people who want to make games like this awful repository for crap because otherwise there's no room for anyone else like Mm. they take all the the space um and energy and and i know that she's had a bunch of like just bullshit to deal with off the back of it like she put on twitter about the fact that when you do that kind of thing like or when she as a woman of color and you know a, a visible person does these things you spend time beforehand locking down your accounts mm. your, you know all of that stuff and then you spend hours afterwards days whatever like dealing with 
um, you know, abuse, with threats, with mm. like slurs. And I think one of the things that was important in that thread when she was talking about that stuff was the the role of the people who aren't the direct um, targets of those attacks to stand up against them and to call them out where possible. Because if you have a modicum of power in that industry, like it, it shouldn't be on the people who get treated as if they're on the bottom rung to mm. educate and to stand up for themselves and to support each other. Um, and there was actually another interesting, or not interesting, but a good sentiment that I saw on GDC-related Twitter, which was, um, I can't remember who it was by. It, I don't know if it was Meg or a retweet, or, but it was pointing out that a lot of... It, people who have been marginalized and who have sort of got managed to get into the industry um, are often sort of, they want other people who have those same barriers and, and stresses to contend with. They want to reach out and help them. And often they are willing enough to do that, that it's something that you're kind of willing to do free of charge or to put energy into, but it is work and people need to recognize that it is just because they're willing to do it because it's valuable and worthwhile. Like it, mm. it shouldn't be a, an unpaid unthinking, mm. like people will just do this free of charge cost, mm. which I thought was worth amping mm. up or. Yeah. I said I hadn't had a chance there. to watch the intro to uh, the IGF yet. Cause I, uh, it, really hard to find the 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 stream but we seem to track it down now so i'll put a link in the show notes so people yeah, can, can watch that yeah yeah because it's not currently on any of their channels i don't think as a just a you can click this to watch it now type mm. thing but it is findable so i'll put a link in the show notes for the beginning of the awards because yeah it's a, yeah i haven't had a chance to watch all of it but like certainly the 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 parts that i have managed to to see so far like because it's a, you know, it's a decently lengthed ceremony. Mm. Um, but even if you only have time to watch the intro speech, it's a, yeah, it's mm. worth hearing. Well, I thought we could run through the winners as well, just to kind of, you know, okay. draw some, because we traditionally do this, we might as well, just to talk about games, what done good. Thank you, Alex. While I rotate. Uh, towards the screen. Do you keep, wanna, keep going. You need like a drum beat. And then you've got to announce no the award in excellence in visual art. Oh God, that's not the top. Is Mirror Drop by Ian Lilly. <laughs> oh, is that excellence in visual art? In visual art, oh, yeah. I haven't played this one. I, I haven't either. Neither um, have I. Good quality. <laughs> we did it this, we? Good content. It looks like this. Ooh. It's a um, beautiful it's a 3D puzzle game with beautiful colours. None of us have played it, so we can't say much more than... Yep. It looks kaleidoscopy, which is automatically of interest. So mm. I will check that out soon. Uh, Alex, do you want to send me bouncing up and down the category list yeah, in a different sure, arbitrary okay. direction now? Uh, <laughs> excellence in audio goes to Paratropic. Oh, you've, you've, you, you've read out the whole thing. You can't be both halves of the voice of God. I've written an award show, Alex, twice. I know this. <laughs> but the thing I have is, played this one, though. You've got to hand over to is, me. The thing is, though, Alex oh, well, 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 oh. would say, 
the nominees are. Oh, the no- and then the host the nominees says are. the winners are. No, I'm just I'm saying that actually you're both right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that is basically my normal state. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean Schrodinger's Pratt <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, I've I played Paratropic and I like it very much good cool it is creepy and weird and surprisingly oddly funny in places as well mm, and you get to that. drive around and listen to the radio is it scary though uh, no not not like I disquieting. could play it it or... is disquieting okay um, maybe a daytime game then for yeah. me <laughs> Well, yeah, daylight, yeah, probably. very daylight. <laughs> but it's, yeah, um, and um, like it does sort of jump cuts and things like that, but not in a jumping way. Okay, they're just jump cuts. <laughs> <laughs> what did it beat, Chris? Uh, what did it beat? Yeah. The nominees in this backwards category excellence in audio were Alto's Odyssey, Ethereal, Hypnospace Outlaw, Moss, and Return of the Obradin. Hmm. Huh. Well, Oprah Din has amazing yeah, music. It does, yeah. Like, yeah. and and I'm not saying that to knock the other games. I'm just less familiar. And mm. Oprah Din really stayed with me. It was one of those ones where I could hear yeah. some of the well, music, the bong like, in my sound head. as well. Yeah, 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 for for ages afterwards. Um, but it was yeah. Like, so if it if it ranked above that, then that is cool. It's um yeah it's it's like and there's some good yeah, music in and there. this isn't meant to be glib but excellent because I knew that sort of Lucas Pope had kind of done everything right almost everything for that game yeah um it was um just an incredible array of um, men going <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah, that, would, that would also count for the um yeah the voice actors who were yeah, good right. as well like yeah, yeah. accents and what that's what I mean yeah. he didn't do that bit yeah. the mm. he did he did every voice he did every voice yeah. even, oh, wow. even the Welsh ones incredible even those. <laughs> Um, um so- uh, Hidden Space Outlaw, I could also give a shout out to its sound because it's got amazing MIDI music in it. I haven't played it properly yet. I played it to the extent where, because I didn't want to spoil it for myself before I could actually sink into it. But, um, the, the editor where you can put together your own web pages. Right. Yeah. I did one of the PC Gamer back pages as like, <laughs> you know, I, I basically redesigned PC Gamer's homepage to be in that in that oh, format excellent. and it was just so much better you know <laughs> there were like there was dripping blood because you know how else can you express did you have a skull going gaming? round and round no uh trophies trophies to, to, to the... really <laughs> cement the number one in pc gaming coverage thing. excellent <laughs> and like a penguin uh, no the, the you know the cool uh the the snowman the the cool club snowman oh, yeah, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. um i used that to represent the pc gaming club because it was just like <laughs> do you want to cool be a cats. cool kid <laughs> like, it was such a good website alex like i, really I need to go there i don't understand why they didn't implement it <laughs> I, really I would like to moderate that <laughs> anyway. alex want to give me another category oh yes uh, and, and the third cat- category is excellence in design and the winner is, I guess, mm. Opus Magnum. Yeah. Oh, cool! I've sort of, I, we didn't have a plan for which one we of didn't. Us was going to do. I've totally no. confused as to what the hell you want to do, but yeah, that's... yeah, me too. <laughs> Good job, Zach. I think that anyone, any long-term listener, will know that that is an, an approved game. Mm. Yeah, it's a good game. I'm not very good at it, but it makes me happy to try. <laughs> but, it's, but, but that is one of its cool things, mm. which is, you know, you can totally just 
play what you can play the levels in the way you want, you know, and you can, yeah, you can choose a, a, an easy-ish early one and perfect it in the way that you want to as well. So some and some because you can obviously also post gifts of what you've done. Yeah, well, there is quite a easily, bit of pressure. and so like. The easiest way to find out where you have fallen short as a human being is to post one of them online and wait five minutes. <laughs> but then you just say, well, that wasn't what I was trying to do. I was actually trying to be the biggest machine. I think this is very beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> shut up. This has an internal elegance. And I don't understand what you just said to me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I think what I don't understand about it yet is quite how to only create part of a loop that happens because you um you know how essentially so for people who don't know you um you make command lines for different components on Mm. a hex grid and as they go through those motions they assemble things it's like you know it's a production line thing but i i've seen things online where people have only part of a a thing like written out whereas i would have written the whole like all of the different steps and they seem to have just the the innate ability to see how just how much of a segment of action they need to put in well you so don't that know it repeats. is that it took four days of constant iterating just to get a half second gif that they can lord it over me on that <laughs> internet with <It's>, oh <laughs> so annoying <laughs> It's interesting. The other nominees in this category were uh, Terry Kavanagh's Dicey Dungeons. Good. Very uh, good. Do Not Feed the Monkeys, um, which know. is a... Um, is that a surveillance? It's a, it's a command I certainly don't intend to follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Noita, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, mm-hmm. and What the Golf? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Let me dig into all of them, but obviously good good. I set. get a lot of good emails set. about What the Golf. Alex, give me one of them categories. The next category is Excellence in Narrative. Excellence in Narrative celebrates, sorry, I'm writing the golden joysticks again. This was won by Return of the Oberdin. Cool. Good job. Yeah. Had a good story. Yeah. And told in an innovative way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah it was very good. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Felt deserving. What were yeah. the, what were the nominees? What uh, were the, the nominees were, uh, genital jousting. I didn't know that had a story. Mm, me neither. No. Um, Sears Isle. Okay. Unavowed. Okay. Wonder Song. Okay. And oh. Watch Me Jump. I don't know that. That's the name of a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, why? You're not jumping. Huh. I haven't heard of that last one. I will look it up. By Jeremy Gable. Hmm. Uh, should we move on to the next category? Uh, we, uh so, uh, the, 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 the Nuovo. <laughs> Nuovo and award. The, uh, the award for pronunciating Nuovo goes to Nuovo. Alex Wiltshire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the winner of the Nuovo award was Black Room by Cassie McQuater. McQuater. I had a little tinkle on this one earlier on. Do you mean tinker with? Tinkle. No, Alex says he had a little tinkle on things. We, <laughs> never, we haven't had the heart. And to then tell my him. screen started showing out, and I don't know what went wrong. <laughs> it's an it's edge an thing. Smell. Like, I just, is this because you wanted to own it? Like, is this a cat thing? What? Like, oh, I see. Like some yeah. sort of territorial yeah, claim. Yeah, like what? <laughs> a territorial pissing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
How was it? I had a go on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you went on it. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about it at all. I didn't write, read any of the write-ups, but it was just something that I just thought, because I think uh, I read uh, Alistair Connor's uh, post on Rock Paper Shotgun about the, uh, the awards, and she said that it has the best uh, URL of all time, and I, I wonder whether I can find it, because it... I, it's going to take me so long to read it out. I'm not going to even bother. It has, it basically, its URL is, is the, the, the maker has just gone on the keyboard because it's all the, 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 the keys on the fingers, you know, yeah. where you would always do mm. random oh, okay. typing. Like where you get like J F A D J. Yeah. H and something yeah. on the side there. So <laughs> I'll never be able to go back to it again. <laughs> Because I'll never find it, but um, uh, it's that, and it's a website. It's a game, which what is a website, and um, it is it mucks around with what browsers do and what they can have. So, as you mouse over things, it'll reveal bits of story and bits of dialogue, and you've generally got to find something in the scene in order to find get to the next page or the next part of the game Is and you find object? the bits well kind of there is a it's not hard to see because okay. it is haloed in <laughs> bright magenta oh. but but in order to find it you have to resize your window and it's kind of it oh. uses sort of CS, css sorry to kind of the percentage changes just in such a way that it is revealed when you kind of oh, make the window small cool. or narrow mm. or whatever i um, want to play that and and it's a weird story about a game, and I don't really understand it. <laughs> cool. And mums. And mums? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what were the other? The other ones in that category were Circle Zero, Do Not Feed the Monkeys, E-Cheese Zone, Mirror Drop, Noiter, Nth Dimensional Hiking, and Paratropic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we go for Best Student Game next? Uh, I I don't actually know any of these except Grace Bruxner presents the Haunted Island Frog Detective game, which was one of the runner-ups. The winner was After Hours, where hours is capitalised. Mm-hmm. Hours! Yeah. After Hours! I didn't know about that before uh, I watched that award part of the ceremony, and I was intrigued, and I would like to know more. I believe so. it's an FMV game. But yeah, yeah, so I will, I will um, like Which is cool. To- yeah, so the, all, I mean, what I'll do is I'll stick a link to the IGF finalists page in oh, the show there notes. There is one, the one, the big, the grand prize we haven't actually. Yeah, we haven't done that confirmed. because you skipped it. <laughs> well, we do that at the end, don't we? Yeah, but they we, put it at the, the start. You made an editorial they, decision about done... the structuring this award show. Uh, yeah, not consulting me. Well, we to be fair to Alex, he right. was doing the lineup that you would do in a normal awards show where you end with the grand prize. You might, you might, you might have, you might have done... heard of how to structure award shows. I mean, I but, you. but their website obviously needs you to know the big thing yeah. first. Yeah. So they've the, the news pyramid versus the news but up pyramid. But yeah. but up pyramid. Oh, that's I realised I didn't know what an upside down. <laughs> it's a but up pyramid now. Is what it is. <laughs> Because as everyone knows, the bottom level of the pyramid is its ass. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to its tiny head. All the Egyptians going, it takes so long to finish the ass. Yes, it does take a pyramid. long time. We can't bury him. We, we, Don't die yet. First. We haven't finished the ass. 
Well, wait. <laughs> But also, why is it a news pyramid? Because it's not three-dimensional. It's only two-dimensional. It's a triangle. It's a news triangle. triangle. Yeah. D- I, does, hang on. Does anyone call it a pyramid or do they call it a triangle? It's a news pyramid, isn't it? It's a ne- pyramid of news. <laughs> I, feel, I actually have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, where you lead with all the like the big top information and then you spend yeah. the rest of the time fleshing out the, the stuff. So, hang on. Which way is that a pyramid? I mean, I didn't invent this term. It's been a thing that's kicking around for many yeah, a year. It's yeah. like an official journalism thing. I think yeah. I may have heard of it as that the you'd know funnel. about if you were still a journalist. Use <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Hands up if you're still a journalist in this room. Oh, hang on. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm still technically in the NUJ. So should should we reveal? I think we have talked about this. Pip, congratulations on. Oh, I left PC Gamer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an award (laughs) category for leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Finest leaving from PC Gamer. Best use of gifts in a leaving email. (laughs) It was very good. There's um there's one of Celine Dion as my permanent out of office now. She's just like waving goodbye. Oh, okay. I'm just going to find out about it. Find out about it by emailing Pip at work. Yeah. Yeah. Drawing a podcast? Are you mad? Anyway, the, 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 while you're doing that, I'm going to read out the results for the um the, the grand prize. It was Obradin, everybody. Nice. Obradin won it. Well done. I mean, that's quite a good game. Well done, Bradin. <laughs> well done, Bradin. Yeah. It's quite a good game, says Alex, the highest praise. Yeah. Um, other other finalists in that category were Do Not Feed the Monkeys, which apparently we need to check out. Apparently it's uh, really good. I, th- I really do think it's about surveillance, but... I'll, I'll open the link. Hang on. Um, Hypnospace Outlaw, mm-hmm. uh, Minute, to oh. win it. That's the one about the recursive, you've got a minute to do stuff mm. and then you get sent back. Noiter. Cool. And Opus Magnum. So cool. That's were, a good list of games. That reminds good... me that, that was, we've had a lot good year for games. Uh, yeah, Do Not Feed the Monkeys is a unique digital voyeur simulator. Spy on people through dozens of hacked surveillance cameras, aka cages, and pry into their lives using information you find out about them. There will, we be, go. will you be able to make a living when you get more and more cages, or will you help the watched people, aka the monkeys, or will you harm them? Maybe you'll stick to rule number one, do not interact with the people you spy on, also known as the Prime Directive. I've seen Star Trek. Remember, do not feed the monkeys, also known as the Prime Directive. I've seen... Star Trek. That's the secondary. That's the secondary. No, I think it's basically the first director as well. <laughs> but anyway, I think the important thing to take away from this is me being right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were correct. I mean, yeah. you've been right about almost everything on this podcast so far, Pip. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Especially from software. Yeah, exactly. You shamed both Alex and I. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you want a hot take. <laughs> oh, allow me. Oh, that flute looks a little bit easy to grasp. <laughs> Wait until I unearth this hitherto unheard of trombone. It's not unheard of. It's really good. Some people have heard of it, Pip. I've heard of it. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia has heard Wikipedia. of it. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wicked. Say, I, didn't, I didn't remember how to pronounce it halfway through the word. <laughs> Wikipedia. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. W- Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Let's not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But that, that, those are the IGF results. We've done it now. Alex, you were what looking at Pips out of office, or are we done with that? Oh, I'm done did with you that. Get it? Okay. Oh. I've realised I didn't. I couldn't be bothered to type your name in. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't have your work email in my phone. Oh, I, it, well, I mean, it was pip at pcgamer.com. Oh, can you spell that for me? <laughs> <laughs> 
pip at pip.biz. <laughs> it is now. No, uh, pip.biz is taken. Oh, no. It's really Monsters. <laughs> Monsters. 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 So, uh, on that, as an, an endum to last week's thing, uh, Tom, end- Tom did not... I gave him so you did. much you did. warning. And he did not. And to- I've seen some chats saying... What the hell? He didn't I grab them. I About what? Uh, so Tom, Did, <laughs> you go, Alex. Well, we were talking about, um, we were talking, well, I don't know how this came up, but basically <laughs> Tom should get the website's uh, addresses. Right. Defenestration.cool. Right. And Windows not cool for his franchise. Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, and well, well, because he should. I and literally was sat and people will love to hear this because they love to moan about the podcast being a little bit late. I was sat ready to publish and I sent Tom a message and said, I'm ready to publish this podcast. I'm going to do it. I'll give you an hour. Go register to Fenetrate. He apparently does not think this is important. As I think I he went, ha ha, ha ha, thanks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Ha ha. Well, there you have it. Whoever's bought. Well, he's lost the franchise now. And I think that means copyright law wise, uh, everybody who, own, we all own his franchise now. Yeah. He's away. Do you want to go hang out in his house? Yeah. You yeah. two aren't lawyers, are we could go, you? We could go in through the window, which is legally distinct. We can smash it in likes. because legally you yeah, didn't it's not register those Defenestration, not infenestration. Exactly. Penifenestration. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because defenestration just means you've taken the window out. Oh, don't start. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Right. It must do, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like you're breaking it. It's oh, that you're, like, it, you've removed it. <laughs> so. She's picking yeah. holes. Don't pick holes in your URLs. Exfenestration <laughs> is when the Pope throws you through a window. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I managed to salt on that idea. There you go. That's game four. Um, the... Uh, yeah, let's talk about some of the other news that came out of this week in the world of video games. And GDC. We've managed to talk for a full 35 minutes without mentioning Google Stadia. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this, uh, so I've heard, so it's uh, been almost a week, yeah. and I've heard both uh, and counter uh, uh. And that's the summation of the discourse. I think uh, Graham delivered... Uh, a pretty robust counter uh. It was like, it was like a... Uh, like that. It was a he, middle uh. Yeah, he erred a, a series of other uh's. Uh, in a I, way that, mm, I, I don't what are we know about? if this has uh, has actually gone online. I should probably have checked. But I wrote a accidentally 1,600-word piece about <laughs> like every question, reservation, and downright not cool I have around... Google's ideas, rhetoric, and uh, general Stadia idea. We should, so, yeah, we, we should, should probably the podcast and explain yeah. what the hell it is. Well, it's kind of a love child of uh, on live, which is the old cloud gaming proposition that I think Sony ended up b- picking up the paper. Maybe, for. yeah. No, that was Gaikai. They got Gaikai. I swear that. No, it wasn't. Google. Okay. Google it. Oh, I'm right. I'm right for God's sakes. Because they bought they they bought bought David Perry with it. Mute to the exec there now. They can own more than one thing. Hips right. Thank you. They got on live as well. Uh, sold to Sony Interactive Entertainment. On live, yeah. They got him. The maniacs. Shit. They got him. Shit. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> you were both right, but yeah, good job. Well, I wasn't arguing. Alex was wrong. I was just arguing that more than one. I thing was can wrong be because owned. I said no to you. <laughs> 
Anyway, so it's kind of like a hybrid of that, it's existing YouTube, some kind of affiliate link scooping mechanism, and a million other tentacles that it wants to put out into the ether. Essentially, it's just like, oh, we want you to do gaming via us. Please, can we have I feel like we still haven't really explained what it is. But that's like, <laughs> but that, that, that it's, that it's does a cloud it. gaming proposition yeah. where they want to funnel you to that. Web browser, but any any device, but web browser on down to phones. Mm. Yeah. I think the, the, the key implementation, um, and you've gestured this, but it's worth outlining specifically if you haven't read it, is the notion that um, – you could, for example, launch directly from a YouTube video into playing that game from the same point um, via your browser at at HD 4K 60 frames a second, 100 millisecond lag. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that you could then pause it on one thing and pick it up on another device, or I don't know, which like it sort of it seems kind of safe, but like of course it can do that, like. You know, it's just a fucking. Well, the shadow stream. as well that can currently do that as well. So yeah, and there's lots of one of the things that was really irritating me was that the first it was being uh, described as being an incredible new thing, which I remember struggling with on live in my old house in 2011 or something. Mm. I had so a like, dusty box of on live yeah. under my bed uh, as awful yeah. as six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and, but it was sort of as if it was brand new. And like, what, I guess what is new here is that Google has its infrastructure. And so this yeah. will be the best impl- impl- implementation of it in terms of, you know, it's pure technology. I mean, it's uh, got a low so bar far. to clear though, has it not? Uh, for sure. <laughs> um, but then, you know, uh, it's like where, with this kind of service though, like the problems with it, you don't know whether it's on the server side or whether it's, Anything that happens to that stream between mm. you and there and in your own house and all that crap. But I, I, you know, as somebody who can't even fucking get Steam Link working smoothly in inside my house, I just think, uh, nah. Mm. I think, I mean, it's obviously an idea that has merit. And then the best example of this is that, you know, um, you know, the performance side notwithstanding, um, there's obviously a case that access is a thing that people, you know, it, there's a bigger audience out there than have access to any form of dedicated game machine. There's a reason Fortnite is as big as it is, and it's essentially the word phones. Mm. So, you know, there's a, there is, there's a case, and this is not a case to be made for Stadia specifically, but for someone figuring out this technology that, as you say, has been around for the better part of a decade. I do totally agree that aside from, yeah, aside from the fact of Google's both business and, you know, tech kind of clout, there isn't much that's new about this. And I think somehow that I think to some extent the, oh, a new thing response has been triggered by people being told there's going to be a new thing for several days. Yeah. So this is the new thing. It's just not a new thing. Yeah. It is the new thing, but also not a, it's an old thing, mm. you know, and then which would also have been, uh, practically true had they just revealed a potato, you know, um, uh, because, you know, and that also possibly would have made Pip happier. Uh, well, I, I guess it would have depended on the potato. Mm. Or the, 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 the variety. <laughs> well, I mean, just in terms of why. I'm Phil Harrison. You know, if they were just, Here's my potato. But, no. you know, if they were just claiming that this potato was special because of them, like, I'm not there for that. But that if it was, was if that it was, was just pretty using, much the message. <laughs> if, if it was them using their platform to highlight potatoes in a helpful way, 
that was more helpful to potatoes than themselves then mm. i mean then i'd have a bit more time for it <laughs> but i mean <laughs> which basically probably taps into my concerns about big business and silicon valley in particular so. what we're saying is onionize um <laughs> but yeah and and to be fair i also want to point out that a lot of stuff is still really unknown at this point like they mm. didn't put forward what the the business model would be mm. what the payment would be how it would function in regard to like people's data plans like you know because if it's going to be that oh it's only people who have really good internet connections or who can afford particular data packages then it's like okay so it wasn't really going to you know reach more people because it's like okay they were probably the ones that were gonna have access to technology anyway it's like okay well great good i mean they can they can assume <laughs> though that that the access to that stuff is only going to get better though i mean they you know obviously sort of adoption rates being what they are you they know. can assume it and it might be true to a certain extent but i think it's that thing of like it it sort of doesn't trickle down in quite the way that i saw a few people talking about mm. like essentially saying oh it means that you don't you wouldn't need a high-end pc and therefore it suddenly makes gaming accessible to people which is just something that i don't think that you can pronounce at this point because it's like well firstly if it's still requiring you to spend you know if you have to buy 60 dollars for a game and then carry on like with a separate amount of money for a monthly subscription or yeah, something, yeah, then yeah. then that's obviously it, it, it. Obviously, it changes the thing somewhat because you, you're not spending a grand on a on a PC or a you know graphics card or something. But it's also it's still not nothing. Mm. And so you know, there's there's those sides of it. There's how well it works on places where you know perhaps you're more rural or don't have a great internet connection or live in a big city mm. that sort of struggles with internet infrastructure. It still sort of might mean that it's the same people. And if you take it them at their word, I'm being a bit sort of devil, devil's advocacy here because I really don't sort of I don't put a huge mm. amount of truck in this. But at their word, they were saying that because it's using the very data centers that they would you would use for your kind of your your google inquiry you know your queries as they, as they are mm -hmm. they are local to you already and therefore even if you live in the middle of nowhere your data center will be surprisingly close it's presumably something i would say to that though is that we have pretty good internet in our house mm. and i still can't get it in the kitchen mm -hmm. or uh, sometimes it just dips out completely or is you know like it we can't use wi-fi for it because well, yeah, no, right but, like, mess. Uh, <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah well no i was kind yeah, of yeah, agreeing yeah. with you really so there's there's things like that and there's also just a bunch of other concerns that i have more broadly especially around i don't believe that google has the capacity to adequately moderate communities and so i do not see how they are going to make it a less toxic environment and a less gatekeepery or exclusive or i don't think poisonous. It, i mean i don't i mean like the only community that would be going on surely is just youtube and that was only but, one I mean, kind of interface like surely there will be definitely a place where you log into your thing on a web page and there's your games and maybe you have a friends list and it'll be just like 
a closed off little thing just for you and whoever whichever friends you invite in surely like like like, any game system but surely at that point it's not doing anything different it just means that you're also then giving google your data or your information about your friends and your play habits like it's but it's that's not better and then there's still the youtube side going on and the comment moderation there that's not adequate and i think but what i'm saying is that i think that youtube is a separate like i think that but they don't want it to be separate. They want those communities. They want to enable people to play with creators and have discourse with creators. They specifically. I, I, no, I think that. that's a. I think that that is a sales message to game developers to get them to buy in to that to it. I don't. I don't. I don't think that Google particularly cares one way or the but other. But they had there. a creator on stage, like they had a YouTuber on stage to say that they would, you know, like that was an about... that was an advert to no, because it means but... about is t- is telling every game developer at GDC you will get reach that's th- for maybe, your games through thing this thing. Is, like that stuff is still about essentially putting people in touch with other people, and there are risks there, and there are like moderation questions that Google just haven't answered mm. adequately in any of the formats that they currently have like community spaces within to to my mind. And the other thing the other thing that really concerns me is that the way that they police their spaces and what they enforce and when and their community guidelines means that I think that if if this gets big, it could lead to uh, real problems in terms of what games are allowed a platform. Mm. Like I, I mentioned this in the piece. So I don't know if it'll be stuff that people already know, but I had a strike against my account. I had a video removed because I was talking about the penis slider in Cobra Club. <laughs> and that was a video that I made ex- specifically for, um, for a news article that I wrote for Rock Paper Shotgun or like a piece about that game. And I appealed it I, and it wasn't upheld like as in they maintained that i had a strike against my account they wouldn't let me put up the video again and it's like okay but that means that essentially that's a game that i have been discouraged from talking about on your platform because if i get more strikes on my account i then lose the ability to upload videos and like They've had a bunch of stuff over the last few years where they have essentially demonetized LGBTQ creators because they have deemed their stuff restricted content and not allowed them to put any adverts anywhere near it. And it's like, if that's, you know, like, Mm. if that's how they operate and those things happen because, oh, an algorithm got changed. And But that that's, I mean, it's it's the algorithm thing that worries me. I think I think is probably a bigger problem to those kinds of games. If, if this is becomes a dominant sort of way that people play, it's the fact that I think that, that, you know, depending on the business model, who knows what it's going to be. I can imagine that the, the very form of this kind of gaming will inform the kinds of games that are viable on it. But that's my point is yeah. that like they make these changes and then they don't see the ways in which it screws particular groups of people over until it does that and it has a very real impact on both the voices that you can actually access on that platform and the the diversity and support that those people can get on that like outlet and also like it, it has a very real effect on like 
the 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 space and what what can be put forward and the things people talk about and and if google want to be the one destination for people to go which is what they were essentially pitching mm. for then is that a one destination where you just never see the the people who are creating challenging adult experiences or lgbtq experiences or mm. or like it's just there are so many problems that i have with this that they haven't i answered. think the the counterpoint to that is that those people are already desperately underrepresented in physical games retail on traditional consoles etc right like almost every mm-hmm. um mainstream form of selling games has excluded people at scale and that doesn't make this good. In fact, I, I realized as listening to you to talk about it, I kind of, um, I'm, I worry more about the absolute success of this way of delivering games more than I worry about any specific detail about it. Yeah. Because of the effect that it would have. Yeah. Um, and I think the, you know, it, uh, however, I do trust that, you know, platforms like itch, for example, the, and, and communities of people who still value owning your own hardware with which to experience these experiences will still continue to find each other. You can also, like, if you look at, I hope so. If you look at the video kind of of streaming side, like Netflix is not, is, is not just blockbusters. And if you go on um, Amazon Prime, like the videos on there, do, there are many kind of, excluded generally excluded voices that i would have never found in my old video shop and that kind of thing you know i don't i i take i take all of your concerns and i agree with them but but it's it's also like if you look at other examples it's down to google to to curate it but that's the thing is i don't trust google they Mm. have to earn that trust by actually answering those questions Mm. and doing the groundwork because all I can do is look at their existing output, their existing strategies and safeguards and algorithms and what they have currently to me isn't good enough. And it's a company I'm wary of anyway, because they collect so much data and like, I, I'm wary about giving them more. And there's also, you know, additional things where, you know, it's it. They are a big business. They don't have my interests at heart. They have their and their ad revenue and shareholder interests at heart. Mm. And so it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think it's sensible to expect a company who follow, for example, the letter of the tax law, but not the spirit of it, to suddenly decide to give back to a community if it's not in their financial interests or time interests. But like in the same way that like, you know, Valve, what Valve is based in Luxembourg, because yeah, I'm not saying (laughs) it's a good thing. Like I, I'm really wary of all of those companies. I've very much documented my concerns with Valve over this podcast, like Mm. for years, I would say, but like I, at at the same time, it means that I have very real reservations about contributing either financially or with my data to any more of their products than I currently use. And, you know, it's, yeah, like there are just so many different facets to this that I'm not comfy with without mm. a lot more information and proof of of their commitment to goodwill or to good practice. And I think this is I think it's a common or I think it was a really awkward um uh uh reveal because 
they were there like to talk like as i was saying before they were there to talk to developers that that is like yeah, what yeah. that mm. message was it like yeah. and they knew that you you couldn't do that without the news getting out and therefore they wouldn't be able to control the way that the general public absorb the new news about what it is but at the same time they were not you know there, there isn't any of that information um and no answers to those kinds of questions that are you know while in sort of some pr campaign it's good to keep people guessing and now they'll be more interested for when that news does come out and blah 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 and i'll get lots of attention um you know this is too big as you said for there to be questions because it feels too important because it feels that this could be uh very affecting for what games are you know and how people play games mm. i think you know i think it it you know what it, the decisions that google presumably has made and maybe some that it is yet to make could well totally change what the form of games if it's a pay per minute kind of biz model like what happens to short form games? Like they don't exist anymore. You know, why would you ever make all that kind of game? You know, and anyone making this kind of games is, isn't able to make games yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, that and blah, 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 blah. conversation has like been going on for ages though. Cause things like the two hour refund policy on, um, on Steam. It's like. Oh, sure. But you yeah. still have a number of people who kind of like. I value that kind of game. I'm going to buy that kind of game. Mm. Obviously, I'm not going to pay, you know, give it back kind of game. In this case, you literally, as a, as a player, cannot give them any money because, <laughs> unless you keep, leave it running overnight, you know, and so but that. It, but that would obviously then depend on how they acquire games, you know, because if it's the case that they have a license, as in that Google have the license to distribute stuff and they pay a flat rate for stuff then that's obviously a different thing than using a Spotify kind of per listen kind mm. of thing. Like I, and, and just to sort of run through a few other things that were, that had popped into my mind, like over the last few days, like there's other things like, you know, modding and hacking. Cause mm. like, I think they were mm. presenting that as a positive that you, you know, you wouldn't be able to cheat or whatever, but it's like, that's not, the only reason that people want to mess around with game files like i do it for free camera access for like taking pictures and mm. i do it for you know for for modding things and i do it, you know like so do, are they going to have a modding scene at all and also like if they're the the people who decide which games are on their service like it, who's archiving them like who keeps them who decides what's available when or when it's not worthy to have a server for a thing anymore or mm. you know all of those questions and i just like i think it's healthy for there to be competition out there it's healthy to try particular things and i also want to make it clear that i don't think that individual people at google are doing this in bad faith i'm saying that the way that businesses are structured and business law and international law mean that it pushes behavior in a certain direction and also that the way that algorithms work and who programs them and and how they're tested and things like also lead to sort of unconscious biases and you know all of that kind of stuff so it's not that i think that the people creating this are doing it to to do badly it's just that i've watched 
all of these decisions that were sort of made either in good faith or for the good of the business, like Google as an entity in and of itself, have had all of these unexpected or unpleasant or downright shitty, like, knock-ons mm. on people and particular, like, um, groups of people that mm. that mean that when Google announced something like this and there's very little concrete information, I... That's why I, I default to this, what about this, what about this, what about that? Because it's so important to me that people have those conversations while it feels like the stuff is still being hammered out, like, rather than... Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I know. I kind of like thinking, well, that's futile. But if they're at GDC talking to people and they haven't maybe announced a business plan because they don't know who would be on their service at launch, for example, like... It, it, Maybe it's time when those people can actually ask those questions or say, well, why in. would we want to be on that service? Or Eve's in, so we should ask him <laughs> to put these forward. He's got other things to do, you said. He'll be at a Best Buy. <laughs> like, what you, a GameStop. Like, it's oh, also, stop it's there. It's also worth remembering that, like, all of, like, because I, I, I agree, it's, it's worth being afraid of the scenario where Google gets into a bigger monopoly via this and in doing so sort of gobbles up an industry. Um, for all the reasons stated. Trust. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> however, 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 recent history proves that no tech company, no matter how kind of world conquering, uh, they appear is too big, um, to get it a bit wrong or get games wrong specifically. And I would draw attention to Google Plus, which is going away soon. There was a point in time where Google, Google are doing a Facebook. Good God. They'll own everything. Then they didn't. So what I'm saying is sometimes things look like they happen. It'll but sort they don't. itself out. Yeah. What I'm saying. No, Would that, well, I'm, then we were left just with Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Right. Like, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes what I'm saying is the, the megaliths bounce off each other, I guess <laughs> is what I'm saying. And we get crushed. <laughs> oh, I, what's, um, I mean, I, I think that this stuff is far more important than the lag stuff, which I think, you know, like speaking for myself, I really hope this doesn't take off because I, don't want for all the reasons you were talking about i don't want to use this surface at all <laughs> i don't i really don't i don't want it to take off because i don't want to be forced to um and i personally find the lag horrible i hate it and if in any game i've streamed feels mushy and disgusting to, to do mm. but i also appreciate that those broader audiences don't give a shit and that's totally fine that you know that well there are games where that isn't like the point of it or yeah, well, yeah. yeah like action games do not fare well you know and i'm sure there are ways of mitigating it in the way that online games you know already do mitigate the yeah. lag but something like i don't know if this has been talked about at all because I, I i wasn't following all of the conversations since people started doing hands-on and stuff but did they make any sort of um statements about how uh, mobile gaming related to any of this like is well everything works on a phone right yeah. no no but mobile itself like the android store or like you know candy crush or something is that like a like they definitely presented it in terms go of the high other end. direction i mean they were <laughs> definitely anxious to put one kind of use case forward which is very nice graphics games you for know. sure it's just it it mm. felt like there's this huge community that plays games and that maybe like I would actually be quite interested in whether Google wanted 
to create like streaming communities around, you know, casual games or, you know, that kind of stuff. That's genuinely interesting to me because that's more of a kind of the, an audience that the... But it's, about, but it's about processing though, isn't it? Like you, you don't, you literally don't need so that on any kind phone. of, like as in, but the reason that it's called Stadia is because they wanted to be one venue hmm. for all of gaming culture, which I mean, let's leave that aside as a massive fucking turn off for <laughs> me at all anyway. Sure. Hmm. But like, you know, there are these other swaths of gaming that exist that didn't actually get a mention Mm, and i'm kind of like how do you factor those in or are they still siloed off right yeah i suppose i mean so the impression i got and i may be misinterpreting it but like there's no participatory or community element by default it is just beam footage to phone whatever that is um the community building side of it comes from specifically the influencer kind of link yeah right and that, that would just be a biz kind of setup yeah, thing right. it's not okay. it's not really about community by the by the looks of it yeah i think i mean like uh, you know it certainly technologically could deliver better f- phone fortnite simply by ha- not having uh having a single essentially functionally single client but you will never want to do to play it anywhere else but your home because well you no I, i'm your... saying that I, i'm using the use case on the is... london underground internet well, <laughs> yeah. well, what, I, what i'm saying is that people do right like yeah. that's what i'm saying like better i don't mean perfect i mean better than running the current game client over a 3g connection um is almost certainly going to be you know beaming i don't know 480p streaming video of a shared server where everyone's connected to the same thing so the actual in-game um latency isn't an issue um it's only the video connection to the yeah. feed is that's badly explained because of a couple of sips of whiskey but nonetheless that would probably be like a net increase overall and it also means there's Maybe. some potentially potentially exponential increase in the complexity of the simulation element of a multiplayer game yeah. that's kind of cool that is true of the cloud generally and i wouldn't be surprised if more devs weren't experimenting with that but um um other than was- that practical benefit like but that, that well there was there was yeah. one other thing actually i did think was cool which was the idea that you you know because because it's just video and their servers you know their, their data centers are zipped out around you can see what your friends are seeing or you can see alternative views of the game world mm. you know sort of like running concurrently you know and that's potentially some really interesting game ideas might come out well, of that. Do you think that the um also the fact that they're pitching it as oh you can see how how you could get you know, basically that you get walkthrough access. Like you get hints and walkthroughs at the at the uh, touch of a button kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Like right, do yeah. you think that that will like mean that like game facts like suddenly uh, like <laughs> falls into the abyss or that guides writer is no longer oh, a That's job okay though because it's... because it's going to be free labor that that actually oh, creates all that stuff though, isn't it? Like, yeah. really who are, they're not going to pay for it, are they? Well, I mean, or is it going to be the devs that have to submit that as part of a build? Yeah, maybe. Or, like, I, I'd be interested to see whether you two, what you two think or predict on this front. Like, do you think that Google is also going to become a storefront for games? Or do you think that it's going to, like, require your Steam sign-in, your Epic Store sign-in, your itch? They'll make they'll want it as streamlined as possible, and obviously they'll want the cut. So it's that'll be the store. But like, so then you think that you'll have to rebuy games or rebuy access or? Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah, almost certainly. Totally, I, I couldn't imagine it working a different way. Well, well, maybe. I mean, I could imagine them saying, could we get your Steam login? And like, because uh, as a goodwill thing to start with, to get the ball rolling. Yeah, maybe. Like, but then like, Steam might kind of say, yeah. hold on. Now. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, in fact, I don't I, know what your legal ownership of a Steam game is, whether your your agreement is with Steam. I and believe therefore, you're just leasing it, aren't you? And that you can't and you give lease your it account from to anyone. Steam, but or do you live? Or from so the publisher. You, it, basically, you get a license, and I don't know who that license is with, because obviously you need the Steam platform to boot the thing. So maybe it's like, so I would need to go through the EULA for that. But um, like, I know that obviously your account is non-transferable, because hence like the the quibbles around people's wills or around you mm. know all of that stuff. But that said, Epic has been you know doing things like importing people's steam lists friends lists and stuff and there's currently a kerfuffle about that because steam are like wait what and you know they're investigating what they're doing with the data and epic have sort of been in trouble because um apparently what it does is it creates a local copy of a particular file and only accesses it if you say yes but it's still doing that and it's also they're not 100 percent sure as in re users aren't 100 percent sure what data is like kept within that and so so that gray area is obviously being explored at the moment but it like it made me aware of like oh it doesn't necessarily have to be that steam are okay with this as long as you because you know with um uh what's the like dota buff or stuff you mm. give it your steam details so that it can get your account so right? here's what- and there's other Ish, uh, ish. It goes out through the Dota API, which is right about that. There's something else then, because there are other things where you give them, like so, it says, like, can we log into your Dota, y- to your Steam Yeah, there account. are, there are things you used to be able to do in terms of sharing certain aspects of your profile that you had to log in in order to uh, give access to a certain part of the API. It I might believe. not be that, but like, can you guys remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, it is like, that, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's, it still works as part of the Steam like API. Wanting me to authorize right, them yeah. to yeah. use my Steam account yeah. or to, to whatever. Well, it's I know, like, I know I mean, that the, certainly in the past you can, you, you, you'd be able to see everything that people have played. And I can mm-hmm. imagine as a sweetener for new, to, 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 to encourage new users, Google doing some incredible deal making because, you know, just sticking its weight around with major publishers and saying to people, sign in with your Steam account and you will instantly have games from these publishers on your Google account. Or like verify your login and we'll check which games you own kind of thing. Exactly. Like, but, um, cause, the thing that I've been thinking about is because Epic have obviously like approached the problem by throwing money at it, yeah. essentially, and like, you know, leveraging the uh, Unreal side of things, I guess. But like, and I'm not fully caught up with whatever they chatted on about at their press conference, but it was one of those things where it's like, I was talking about this in the office the other day, and it was a bit kind of, I, it's that thing where, to me, the problem I have with the Epic Store is that they haven't explained how any of this is of benefit to me. It's just that some of their games are exclusive to them now, and mm. I have to use the store if I want to play them. Like, I'm not using it because it's doing anything particularly good or it's benefiting a particular thing. Like, the the increased cut for developers is nice, but it's, you know, like, it. it there's... 
they haven't positioned it as anything other than this benefits us. And so I think that has automatically set people against like using things that aren't steam, even though steam has its own problems. Yeah. Cause it's weird. All, all of that discussion is sort of slightly uh, alien to me because I don't like using steam very much. No. And I've like, felt kind of railroaded into doing all the, and as soon as another one comes along. So, well, there's another devil then, you know, sort of yeah. what's the, what's Cause just the same Phil problem. and Sam and I were talking about this and it's like, at least with, um, you play and origin and stuff, like they're annoying, but, or I find them annoying, but at least you know why they exist, you know, like, cause those are the yeah. publishers and those are their platforms and their games are on them and stuff. But Epic kind of haven't really, to me, made a case for, how they are you know like why do i go to them apart from exclusive you know like I- a christmas card from cliffy b that's <laughs> what it is apparently this year There's, i i went there to get a uh, slime rancher a game i already own on steam good but like good. it was it, but it was for free so why, why, why not free for a couple of weeks so i was like well in case i do end up on this platform i guess i'll get and i have um subnautica below zero because that was what the uh preview code that i had like (laughs) uh, the platform that i got subnautica when it was on yeah so i it's like okay fine but i think interestingly the the way that epic have handled things has maybe not poisoned the well really but like it has changed that relationship raised hackles and I don't know whether Google will have to also contend with that like pushback for themselves or whether that will have changed how they want to work this or I don't know. It's all a bit of a question mark, isn't it? It is. It'll be really interesting to see how it gets resolved. Um, I think it's in, because but PC gaming is dead. That, that, that <laughs> is what we know now. Yeah. It's um, been dead for ages. <laughs> it's a big cloud now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dust. A big cloud. It's just yeah. Um but the the because that sort of you can yeah, I mean the presentation was extremely Oh I just um, got your joke. I'm so sorry. Um a big was you know the the um the presentation was obviously a, a big marketing show. But not particularly to developers. It felt uh, it felt very much um because it didn't feel particularly for developers in the same way it didn't really feel for players either because um and, and it is in the absence of a of a piece of information that you've identified which is how people buy game, how I get paid for my game, Do how I you pay for game? my game. Well, I'm, these are two sides of the same question. It's, it's, you know, ultimately in video games, you have developer take money from player in return for fun computer game. And that is the basis of the industry. And that, that, that fundamental interaction and how it works, uh, was not elucidated in any meaningful way because what you, what, okay. I, now I do understand. Okay. A uh, famous YouTuber plays game. His viewers like it or her viewers like it. They click a button and now they're playing it. Great. Me as developer, when do I get, when do I get, uh, to eat? And similarly, uh, and, and also player, oh, I like this game. Click 50 pounds. Oh, there's a barrier that transcends technology. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just the absence of that makes it feel very kind of woolly to me, like a big fluffy cloud. And. You know, there's the sort of everything else is almost secondary to the answer to that question because it either introduces a layer of friction that people are going to be very familiar with and then introduces all the same problems that any other store competitor faces. Do you undercut? Do you stick your guns and offer something else? I don't know. Like, um, or it's some other kind of, uh, huge deal like, uh, Google owning the licenses to certain games for a certain period of time and you can play them for that period Netflix style because 
guess what? We've got the license to mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, say, because that's the game they're using to demo it. You know, play the new Assassin's Creed through Google, maybe return for a monthly subscription. Maybe not. Maybe just in return for your data, your precious Assassin's Creed data <laughs> about when, where and how. Turned around in circles. It'll be like getting a bus when you get a bus and uh, your phone pops up Google Maps to say, how crowded was this bus? Mm. You, you know, it pops up to say, how much did you enjoy this Assassin's Creed mission? Oh, God, that's going to definitely happen. It is definitely going to oh, happen. Oh, God. Because they basically tried that with Assassin's Creed Unity, I believe. Really? Yeah, that one, I rate, think. Rate the my... mission. How do you like this? Do you like this? Mm. Um, yeah, no, that's going to happen. I, 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 started, I started saying it as a joke and I couldn't How's find... How's my pyramid? Yeah. Rate my pyramid. Upside down. Yeah. Rate that Butt ass. Butt up. <laughs> yeah. Butts right up in yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. Cap down, ass up. That's the way we like to pharaoh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I'm also interested in how it impacts things like Amazon as well because hmm. I feel like... Oh, poor, but, poor but, Amazon. But they've got their, oh. their gaming... Poor Jeffy stuff that they've vaguely been like working on that i keep sort of oh well yeah lumberyard and, and like, yeah. but um so i'm kind of interested whether they thought they were like in a tech like a big tech um position maybe they'll kill each other leave, accidentally maybe, yeah and we can all just match kind of dance among the remains but i will say that's horizon zero dawn isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but my gmail won't work anymore oh shit i will say that this is the most that I have heard anyone speak about Stadia since that thing, though. Like, it doesn't feel like it has caught anyone's really. Okay, attention I am not really on the not really or imagination. Like, I haven't. Mm. Like, I saw the the general like tech savvy ish uh, element of Twitter that I follow treating it like a any E three conference in that they were like talking about it while it was happening or you know making snarky or excited observations or whatever or predictions and then nothing since i have not heard i think that's what google wants i think i think that i think that's ideal for google because i think that um so uh the 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 financial community knows about it because uh nintendo and sony's stock dropped by five percent after the announcement because investors are fucking stupid um uh so so there's 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 that like it is making a splash in the higher circles um nintendo is not fun anymore yeah. because oh, no. there's another version mario of is five percent shitter but then they announced <laughs> crypto the necronancer zelda version yeah they went oh we loved our nintendo went back up again as it yeah. deserved to yeah um <laughs> yeah what a what a what a review that was really cool but um i think you know like i was saying before it i think that they 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 want to peak interests. They're going to have a lot of meetings where they will explain oh, yeah. the, the, the 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 business model at GDC, and like and they don't they don't want people to put too much conjecture into it right now because then when they do announce the important shit, I think I just want to make sure that everyone has as little enthusiasm for the future yeah, as well, possible yeah. <laughs> because it might be bad. Well. It might be, but sometimes game is nice. <laughs> yeah, game can be nice somewhere else. I game, don't know. I, 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 mm, yeah, I'm just. I, I appreciate we've been talking about Stadia for yeah. 40 I minutes. I want to be so. like Treyguard from Nightmare. Caution, team. <laughs> <laughs> A reference no one outside the UK or anyone under the age of 30 will get. I barely get it. Oh, I'm 31. Um, 
Let's uh, return to, well, certainly my comfort zone. Okay, Which is the off. hot and spicy uh, computer games huh. of now. Oh. Alex, what have you been playing? I've been playing something really up to the minute. I've been playing Call of Duty 4. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean Black Ops 4? <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty 4. I don't know. What's the, what's the subtitle? Modern Warfare. Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare, yeah. yeah. Why? Hey, well, uh, it was free on, on my PlayStation uh, uh-huh. a while ago. And I thought... Oh shit, I want to play that again because, um, uh, I, I played it when it came out and then never since. So not a PC game. <laughs> it's on the PC. <laughs> Just because I use a pad. Jesus. Tom Francis uses a pad all the time anyway. <laughs> Christ. Come on. Sorry. Jesus. Just no impressing Pip today. No, I'm actually a really stringent gatekeeper. I'm a poor, <laughs> I'm a poor a gamer. Gate- <laughs> Yeah. So were you no scoping 360 all the people? Yeah. Okay. If, if that helps. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, I suppose I, I, you know, you're not quite a, a total scrub to me now. <laughs> hey, um, it's good. Like <laughs> that's Jeepers. my take. I was really surprised by um how well it um holds up. Uh, I've just been playing the campaign. Um, hmm. this is the remaster they did, right? This is I the remaster. This. Yeah. Like so, it's kind of very um. It's a lot prettier than I was expecting it to be. Like they really have overhauled it, mm. Um, mm. and and it and it like it, the it's no doing my maths. It's over. No, it's it's over ten years old, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Two thousand seven. And it doesn't feel like that. I was. You know how it's you know these games haven't changed at all. Uh, in that's probably years. that is <laughs> probably the thing. What has changed is that it's kind of air and attitude and feel is. I like it so much better than it. Any mm. of the Call of Duty since, mm. um, there's a sort of a, sort of like a urgent sort of document, documentary sort yeah. of aspect to it, which I really like. I think that's maybe bad because it's entertainment with the, entertainment with the air of a documentary right. is kind of yeah. worrying. Like that initial, <laughs> that opening scene where you're given the experience of being driven to your death by an extremely fucking that, lost Uber driver. And that fucking <laughs> lost Uber driver, that is a fucking amazing sequence, like with, yeah. with modern tech, because like it is looks fan fucking tastic like mm. it really does and the sheer number of things roadside things happening that you kind mean. of crone well no they're the people being shot on the street as you drive, drive mm. as you drive past and you're kind of craning your neck to see them yeah and helicopters screaming over uh, uh, overhead like the the density of things and this is goes for the levels themselves especially in the the middle eastern levels the the levels feel a lot wider than i remember them there's there's a lot more choice it feels like than i remember they're actually less corridory yeah they're very mm. you know they're kind of wide corridors they've like really refined the else. corridor over the years yeah. have they not <laughs> but there's some really cool levels in there as well which i i'd forgotten about completely there's um and i, I did vaguely remember as i was playing it but there's one where a tank has broken down mm. you're in the middle eastern setting uh and you've got to defend the the, the tank against these waves of attackers is there a school somewhere in that level or like a really big building that you there are big buildings go into as part of that like you're kind of like trying to it's quite flowing but there are def- there is definitely a sequence going through a building where you're going in and out of rooms yeah like i feel like i really remember that that yeah. seems to have apparently stuck with me well it does a really good job of kind of making it you your experience flow through it even though it's mm. actually quite distinct levels 
But this, um, the tank one, you're defending against these, um, waves and you'd been on a journey to that point. You know, you've, you've played it through being dropped off in the city, kind of hitting the ground, doing stuff, running through schools, going through rooms. And then you end up at the tank and like it's the change of pace is really good. Like now you're defending and you're in one place. Um, and you know, the, the, the feel of it completely changes. Uh, and I think then it goes to an SS, SAS level and then it comes back to the tank. And now the tank's been fixed because you defended it while it was being fixed and you're back in that space again. And that was a surprisingly powerful, um, feeling of like a continuity mm. was something that a lot of games don't really bother to do. Like they, games now know that you're in, usually in an open world or a world which mm. which doesn't have loading sequences and therefore the sense of continuity is meant to come from this in this one that continuity had to be designed like okay we're going to have this scenario we're going to design the level like this now we're going to have another level which repeats that thing but now you're doing this in it and mm. i really felt it felt very fresh very interesting and kind of um and I liked the relatively small scale of these things as well. You're defending a tank. In in any subsequent Call of Duty, a tank wasn't enough. Like, yeah. you want 15 tanks all blowing up all at the same time. You want 800 sort of airplanes kind of falling on your head. Like, it, it is that kind of scale of, of level design that, mm. that, that it seems to felt feel that was necessary. If- but in this one... Yeah, it's just you and a squad. If memory serves, I feel like that game had a far more manageable inventory as well, like it, yeah. or, as in your weaponry and things. Like modern, uh, current Call of Duty games, like I don't understand how many different grenades I have, yeah. how many different like electro pulse things and summonable and all the different like, drones and, and whatnot and, and yeah tools yeah yeah and and so i actually just find myself confused from the get-go whereas the older call of duty games like even going back before uh modern warfare like they, there's something that is just so if they feel human sized they yeah, feel they manageable they feel like things that you can get your head and your hands around and maybe that's just because i'm bloody old no i think you're absolutely right i think yeah uh it is doesn't have an excitement around guns and the 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 current the the current ones do like obviously they do have names that you appear when you hover over them but usually you're just picking them up hurriedly because you run out of ammo you know it's not you're not really thinking about it it's just you just take the gun i'm trying to figure out like how it felt at the time because i think it I feel like certainly from that point onwards, it has always felt very fetishy around mm. weaponry and around like m- military tech in mm-hmm. general. But like, it's that weird thing of with the level that it's at now, looking back at that stuff feels so nostalgic. It's like, oh, it's as if there's no brand names or, yeah. you know, whatever else. It's yeah. like looking at a time before. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird, but that's the, that modern warfare is the one with no Russian, right? Like the that's, that level. No, that's that... um, black oh, modern warfare. Modern, War- two. modern warfare two. Modern warfare, yeah. I couldn't remember because I was kind of like, I think that and the smugness around that level kind of overrode most of my memories of Call of Duty games up until that point. So levels that you're talking about sound familiar, but everything from Modern Warfare from Modern Warfare 2 from like pretty much everything around that that um 
that era of Call of Duty, that sort of, I guess, five-year period mm. around that, is absolutely dwarfed by how smug and how, oh, well, you didn't have to kill everybody. Mm. They, the, the, the rhetoric around that was. And so it kind of, I think it ended up tainting like the whole franchise in some ways, even though different studios, even though different, you know, cadences and types of stories. Well, it kind of it fed the sense that it had to one up itself over and over and over and over and over again. And also that it thought that it was making all of the or that they wanted you to think that it was making these smart commentaries and you actually didn't have to engage if you didn't want to i mean this stuff would be yeah but this stuff stuff. is definitely in in modern warfare because um it has the c-130 level where Mm. you are in the you know using the sort of gun cam and it's basically it's just you know obviously it's just a turret level but the dressing on it is so extraordinarily kind of um specific and and redolent and you've got someone in your ear shouting good kill good kill as you've wiped out some people running across a field and you have no idea whether enemies or not you Mm. know and you know that you know it playing it now like you know it's it's still a thing but actually the the cool experience was the fact that it the way that it leads into that is that you're the people on the ground and you watch this thing make a strike in front of you, taking out a, a group of people that, you know, that was, were about to overpower you. And so, you know, the power of this thing, you know, you've, you've experienced it on the ground and then you're able to apply that experience to what is uh, going on in, you know, when you're in the plane. And like that, it's that, the, the subtler things really kind of really sort of starting to really stand out to me now. Mm. And obviously the, it's the, it's the lower key stuff that makes it special for me than the far, far more so than the, um, you know, the big stuff, like the fact that at some point soon, I'm going to get blown up in a nuclear miss, you know, nuclear explosion and stuff. <laughs> nuclear mishap. Nuclear mis- little misunderstanding. <laughs> nuclear nuisance. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like yeah. I, off the back of you talking about it, I do feel like I want to play it again. Which I wasn't expecting. Hmm. Yeah, oh, it's really, mm. it's really good at like individual moments as well. Like, there's a sweet bit where you go into you're the SAS and it's at night and you you're going to get extracted, but then the helicopter is shot down mm. and and you crash, and then all the bad guys are after you, and you've run into a basement, and there are these ground level windows that are high up on the on these basement walls, um, uh, and the soldiers are shooting, shining lights through them. And it's remarkably effective, like the feeling pinned down and surrounded and, and just the visual punch of having life shafts, shafts of light kind of coming through mm. night, nighttime stuff, having to put your night vision stuff on as you go into a building at night in, in the Middle East sequence. It's, it does good movie, like effective movie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sort of formative first person yeah. storytelling through scripted sequence stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's definitely the, the, the post half-life scripted sequence game, I think. And, 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 like, and I read this, um, see, this account of, um, how some of them was designed. So, well, some of the levels are designed. So, um, so one of the big ones would be the, the sniping mission, which is the name I've forgotten, but it's quite a famous one. Is, uh, and all gillied up. No, yeah, all, that's, that's it. Gillied yeah. up. Yeah. All gillied up. And it's like, apparently it's a forest of triggers it's just 
trigger points, trigger points, trigger points, which are controlling the AI. There is the AI in it is so rudimentary. They had to basically hardwire through these this horrific kind of spaghetti of of, um, mm. of trigger points to make it feel like it was responding to you. And um, you know, you feel like looking at it and <laughs> playing it today. You know, you can almost feel like just how mechanically kind of straining it is to, to kind of actually function correctly you know and quite frequently as all that weird con, con stuff of where like you the restart is in the middle of something and you know yeah right yeah blah, 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 blah. Mm. but yeah no it's been it's been fun it's been fun mm. and that is what i didn't done did plays mm. thank yes. you alex have you done play what i done play so I wanted to go back to, oh, so what I've really done is finish Devil May Cry. And I appreciate I banged on about Devil May Cry last time. So I'm not going to bang on it again. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. I told you, three give minutes? me a minute. Uh, yeah, three minutes, three minutes and then, minutes? then right. cut me off. Um, what I will say, I finished it now and I sort of slightly warmed to it. Uh, there's a lot of things I really still, I, I'm baffled by about its choices, uh, in presentation and, and narrative wise, but it is a bit like being told the plot of a cartoon by a cool toddler who might be making, and you don't know how precocious the cuddler is, maybe they're making the cartoon up, maybe they're just misremembering part of it, and they're kind of ironing over elements of it. But nonetheless, you're impressed, because it's a cool toddler. In fact, um, with one exception, which is sort of frustratingly, right at the end, like the final scene of the game, there's a bit of writing that generally made me laugh, genuinely made me laugh. It's a good bit of, it's well acted, it's a nice moment between two characters, genuinely funny and it gets there towards the end and I, I think actually in the core of the story they ended up telling uh there is actually something that could have been done way better than it actually is so it's a bit of a shame it doesn't feel like it escalates because it's constantly going backwards and forwards in time i think escalation is such a big part of these games that a bit of a missed opportunity hmm. however however there's a big x factor here uh that um i didn't hadn't gotten to when, when we spoke about it last week it's very important and it's one of dante's ranged weapons you stop playing as Dante, he has four ranged weapons, ultimately four ranged weapons and four melee weapons. Standout weapon last time when I thought you was the motorbike that he splits in half and uses his two big axes, because that's how a motorbike works. Um, the standout weapon is called Dr. Faust. It's a hat. Yes, I've heard about this. It's very good. Tom waxed lyrical about it in his review. Yeah. So <laughs> Mr. Faust or Dr. Faust, actually, he's, he's done his PhD, um, is a hat. And you. Is this what the devil done to him? No, you, he's just a hat. It's based on an enemy from Devil May Cry 4, but which yeah. wore a hat. Now it's just a hat with a scarf. Um, he made a deal with the devil for his hat. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that's kind of, I think it's like what it is. It's like this big, like, um, sort of blues man's cowboy hat that you wear with a scarf. And it is kind of like devil, deal with the devil at the crossroads. The idea is you spend your blood points, which are your blood orbs, your red orbs, which you use for upgrade currency. You spend them to fire blood from your scarf. Your scarf gets longer the more you have, like in Journey, for some reason. It's like but Tom Baker's Doctor Who. It is like Tom Baker's Doctor Who, um, but... I know he's the Doctor, don't at me. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tom Baker's Doctor Faust. Um, the, um, but the best thing about it, the single best thing, and this possibly redeems the entire game, and it's basically the reason that I was like, maybe I finished it, maybe I probably won't play it again, maybe I'll trade it in. No, straight on the, I'm going to play this forever pile is because the thing you do with the hat. So you spend, you can spend, you know, your currency basically to fire it. Um, you can also, uh, perform the move called set hat. It's just called set hat. Um, and this is a target an enemy forward on the, uh, stick and, and the shoot button. And, uh, this makes you throw the hat at an enemy or group of enemies. Now they're wearing the hat. Mm. And for as long as they are wearing the hat, when you hit them, you get more points. 
um, which is a great mechanic because it encourages <laughs> you to remember to put the hat on people before you unleash a combo. And obviously, a lot of playing it's Dante, you, you do this to to get lots of blood points, and yeah. then You spend lots of, blood or you points. just get loads of blood points out of okay. it. So you go farming because you want to upgrade any of the characters, and you do this by running around um, hatting, hatting people. people. And they have made sure that every enemy in the game, no matter what it is, can wear the hat. All of the bosses can wear the hat. They and and sometimes the hat gets bigger or smaller to fit the, the the enemy, but they have made this consistent for every enemy in the game, and that is the kind of dedication to a stupid idea because it could have been the I don't know the the it could have been a bow and it could have marked your opponent with some yeah, kind of tag like or something. Thing hanging yeah, above a, their head there's and... a demonic icon above them or something. Yeah. Like there's no they all have to wear the hat, and you can set a hat multiple times because you're still wearing the hat. You just create more hats, and now we're all wearing. Oh, hats. because I was thinking if you <laughs> how do you put one hat on on a group of group of enemies? Well, you just keep is... throwing. It and now everyone's got a hat. There's a there's a caveat which is if you get hit by a hatted enemy, you also lose blood points. Okay. So it's a big it's a big old gambling mechanic and it works really well because you know you've got to mix it up. You don't necessarily want the hat out all the time. You might want to throw the hat onto somebody, then switch to the shotgun uh, with the like the the ice nunchucks or something. I don't know. It's great. It's really good. Um, and also, I just wanted to give a shout I, out. Your time is up. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> no, no. Fine, no, fine, fine. No, no, well, no. Well, the other thing is, I just wanted to give a shout out for them doing basically the most pointless multiplayer mode I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, you get to visit other people. They, no. They just, no, you, you're just some, there. No. Right. Some, missions are, some missions are linked missions. And this is, I think, the reason the story goes backwards and forwards in time. So this is not really a spoiler. Beginning of the game, the prologue, you get to a certain point with Nero. Um, and as you get to a boss fight... Uh, Dante is busy losing that boss fight and then you step in and stuff happens uh, later on in the game like halfway through the game you'll then do the first part of that mission as Dante and then that boss fight is a forced fail or is it etc 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 and so that mission as Dante ends when you get kind of knocked out and you know by that point that oh I'm about to come in as Nero and do something else that's all fine except I didn't realize this obviously the first time I played the game there's a, and I don't know why they have done this. This is one of its linked missions, which means that because the action is taking place in two different places at a time, it finds someone else who's doing the other version of this mission. Right. And then it, the only way this manifests. So if you are playing Dante in that scenario in the middle of the game, you never see Nero at all, ever, because Dante is, has lost the fight by the time Nero arrives. If you're playing Nero, the game literally does this one thing where you get to like the boss fight is happening between huge closed doors, but there's a tiny gap in them. And you get to like the hill nearby and the camera swings through the gap and you see exactly a second of whatever's happening in there with a real player fighting the boss battle. <laughs> I did this a bunch of times today because this is a secret thing you can get off the back of it. Uh, not today, yesterday. Um, and they have the, the net code is, is there. They have done it so that you go, you just see through the door and like you see like a, f- like, t- like two seconds of someone jumping. <laughs> And like doing half a combo. And then at the end of the mission, he's like, he says, did you think they were stylish? And I was like, I saw them for two uh, seconds and I don't know why. Imagine if this was Stadia's soft launch. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> shit. Two right seconds. Maybe that's, incredible. It. Maybe that's it. it was, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't, I, I genuinely don't know what it adds. Um, but it's, it, they, they done it. You're talking about it. Maybe uh, that's yeah, enough. Yeah, checkmate. So the only thing that I can imagine might have made this even better, the hat thing, is if it manifested on enemies as a cone of shame. Mm. Like, that would have just been a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful well, thing it, it, to Well, it kind of is in a way. Like, you, you can throw it at some enemies and they don't look happy to be wearing the hat. 
because you, you often take away a lot of their mystique because you have made them wear the hat. Mm. So, like, there's a lot of, like, devilish lizards of various kinds. I'd like to see what the scissor ghosts think the about scissor it. Scissor ghosts love wearing the hat. It's very good. <laughs> like, every time you, you sort of, you have ruined all of their brand, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, in the moment that you've thrown the hat at them. It's like you're a fucking edgelord, now wear this pom-pom. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like. <laughs> yeah, except it's quite an edgy hat. Uh, well, it, it would be, it's an edgy hat on, on Dante because he's an edgy boy. There's a really, there's a really unfortunate thing they do. When he gets given the hat, he looks at it. He's been given, he gets given the hat by a legendary gunsmith. Why? He says, I made you this. Why does the gunsmith, gunsmith have a hat? Uh, Shouldn't he be a milliner? Sh- these are extremely, <laughs> she, she, and she, and <laughs> these are extremely, extremely base level devil may cry questions. It gets so much weirder than this. He then takes the hat. And so Dante always does like some kind of dance when he gets a new weapon. <laughs> Right. Um, like, and it takes a long time. Um, what kind like, of a, like... Well, so this is pretty much everyone create, like, tradition, I think. They, you get the new weapon, and there's a lot of, like, hoo-ha, doing, like, a dance, and there's lots of different... It's a very Capcom thing. It's, like, remember if you... Well, showing off the weapon. Yeah, dance. there's, like, uh, like doing lots of moves with it, and right. and stuff. And, and like, it's, it's very beautiful, beautiful Joe, if you ever played that. There's yeah. an element of, like, this is a very Capcom thing more than anything else. Well, there was, like, when Bayonetta got a new foot thing like a new stiletto yeah, right. thing well, and would like like lie around and and yeah. roam <laughs> well exactly and bayonetta is very much a response to yeah. Devil May Cry so it's you know it's like um yeah I was just trying to pick yeah uh, and you know it's it's similar to the incidental animations in Monster Hunter as well like this, this is a Capcom thing the kind of like I don't know admiring my new thing admiring my new thing dance which actually I think is quite laudable and actually the hat one would be brilliant if it wasn't made profoundly awkward and obviously this is just a moment in time where this was made and uh, I think at the time in uh, taste and now in uh, taste which is he does a quite extended Michael Jackson routine <laughs> oh, I thought no. I remembered this because didn't loads of people give it not, when, yeah. yeah and it's not a oh, it's no. not a um you know I don't know uh you know un, uh, you know sort of unspecific 80s dance man routine it's a mic it's a he full does, he does like the hip thrust from bad and, doesn't and he? then the moonwalk then, yeah. yeah um <laughs> And ah uh, shit, you know it's just it's just an oh Christ kind of oh, oh fuck. Well, maybe it's actually fitting. Fuck it. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's yeah, um, it's just uh, but it's in the game. And then from then on, you gain the power to set hat. And honestly, um, I I will check in at the end of this year if there is a better game verb noun in in games this year than set hat. <laughs> I will I will eat. My said hat. Set hat. <laughs> Indeed, that was a good. That was a good three minutes. Well Thanks. Done. That's long as three minutes of my life. <laughs> Shall we do questions? Mm, mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You waited till I was drinking. Yes, I did. <laughs> good job, Pip. Well, I I thought, oh, he's drinking, but then I thought, how long can a sip really take? Well, there's there's a post. So I thought sip. I said it quite slowly. How shall we do questions? Shall we do questions? And then there you were, still guzzling, still guzzling, <laughs> sipping, <warning>. sipping <laughs> on the nice whiskey. Mm. Um, our first question. The answer is yes. Incidentally, what? <laughs> oh, your question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember the question? Well, because in my head, uh, when you'd said sipping on, and then my mind had gone gin and juice, laid back, and then you said yes, <laughs> and I was like. 
okay, cool. Good for you. <laughs> Great. Was, I'm glad we talked. Um, our first question comes from Matt, who writes, Dear Straight and Samba, back in the 1990s, I spent many hours playing the Settlers Co-op with my brother on the Amiga. It featured dual mouse support and split screen <laughs> play, making it the most technically advanced game ever, apparently. This is reference to Henrik's email from last week, bemoaning the lack of the ability to pick, plug in two mice and waggle both of them around, click in any which way. Um, we also spent a long time taking it in turns to try and beat Ruby Weapon in Final Fantasy VII. What is your most nostalgic same room multiplayer memory? See ya, Matt. Ultra Underworld 2 with my friend Dave mm. over some school holiday mm. gathered around my my mum's 486 and it was fucking great like figuring out how to go up a goblin goblin tower and all that sort of thing and like Dave isn't or wasn't at that point particularly into games then he worked with a developer he worked at Elixir Studios in fact um and then got out of games. Um, but he was never sort of like massively into games, like not in the way that I kind of like, I gotta play a game. I want to play a game. Maybe that's what but we're then, in the games industry. Yeah. Well, this was, be- this was before then and he wasn't really like, but then this was something that kind of like it captured him as much as me. And that was a, mm. that was a nice time. Mm. I remember playing, um, Simon the Sorcerer with my brother and sister gathered around the family computer in the uh, in the hallway <laughs> and I remember it as being a lot nicer than I think it was it probably involved a lot of being annoyed with each other pushing each other out of the way saying yeah but you've had your 10 minutes in control <laughs> you know there was probably a lot of that but in my head it's like oh weren't we so nice we collaborated we got most of the way through that game and then phoned the helpline <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I remember that as being nice, so don't tell me differently. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I've got a couple of these. So I think, uh, I got, a, I played a lot of Monkey Island with my friend Richard when I was about eight around his house. That was good. Played through Monkey Island one and two, I think. Um, played a lot of Monkey Island three with my sister. Um, I think I might have told the story on the podcast before, but the highlight of co-op games with my sister was Neverwinter Nights. Hmm. Um, where we got as far as, was it Ballot Skate 2? No, it's Neverwinter Nights, I think. We got as far as Luskin in that, in that game, which is, I think, it's the second city, uh, that you go to. I might be misremembering. Um, and I remember being really far into it and I hadn't saved for ages or we hadn't saved for ages. And then something, uh, obviously people have listened to everything the podcast has done will, will have, uh, encountered my sister, uh, both on Little Grey Cells at one point and, um, the Star Wars podcast we did. And, um, at some point, something in Becky's head just went off that said, you know, fuck the police. And she just pressed the big picture of a moon on my keyboard. And that's the one that puts the PC to sleep. <laughs> and so she basically just switched the PC off. I didn't realize it did this. It was just in like, and it wasn't even like, you know, go to sleep in a kind of gentle windows, modern windows way where it wakes up and it's remembered everything you're doing. This was a basically just off. And, um, sleeping is off and sleep um, is death and uh and and yeah and uh, i lost about we lost about four hours of progress and we never played that game ever again um <laughs> so that was a good one um is yeah. that really a fond memory it's one of my most profound memories of sat reading sat around a keyboard with someone else partly just because the moment where there was just the sort of the sudden realization of what had happened and then the follow-up of why have you done this 
<laughs> and it was just a sort of momentary You've fit of like, of fuck this, it. I'm pressing the moon key. So I feel like it's less fond and more emblematic of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Or deep yeah, trauma well, would, that you fancy I would, airing. I think I was probably 14 or something. She would have been 11 or 12. So it's just like, beep, F this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next writes cheese abuser who also writes in to tell us about settlers uh, uh they write uh hi cabaret cocktails and cactus kickers i've been with you guys since episode three and it's finally my moment to shine regarding last week's question from henrik dual mouse input was a thing in the settlers too and this enabled local multiplayer with split screen uh not only did this require me to go buy another mouse expensive at the time but i also needed to upgrade my ram from 8 meg to 24 meg in order for the game to actually start with two mice plugged in Hmm. It was sluggish at the best of times. Me and my brother did not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always a bad, it was it was a a bad huge, idea all it was along. A huge waste of time. <laughs> huge waste of everybody's time. Question. What in-game object or character would you actually consider to be cool enough to own in plushy form? I'm still searching for the perfect gift for my soon-to-be newlywed game of friends. And that's from Cheese Abuser. <laughs> um... I actually own a few game plushies. Mm. Uh, some. It's because you're a core gamer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've bought any of them for myself though. They're gifts from this one, mm. um, from mm. Chris, because he used to go to, like, sometimes we would both be at the same esports events, but if he was going to one that I wasn't, he would often, like, bring me whatever plush, um, like a courier they had for for dota or something so i have like the the red panda from mm. that and there's a bunch of animal crossing characters around as well well yeah they're they're so nice they're from your recent trip to new york yeah. but that yeah. wasn't like that's not a work related no thing. that was to and see my sister so i've got a little isabel and a kk slider djing and they're they're, good. they're adorable so they are i think they're my favorites i would say but partly because you know how much i love isabel and mm. you are so partial to kk slider like the once, coolest dog in games i will <laughs> like mm. I, I was showing Chris my house in the um in new leaf and went downstairs and one of the kk slider songs was playing that i'd put on the little uh, jukebox and he made me show him all of the songs all of the kk Look, slider songs it's a good musical and we listen to them all <laughs> he is a profound multi-instrumentalist and multi-genre musician yeah, yeah, his yeah. Uh, contribution uh, i think is not yet fully appreciated to, to music and games yeah yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah. he's a, a cross genre superstar he is in that yeah world. he's got an adaptability that i associate with very few musicians mm. <laughs> very fair yeah He's, a, he's literally a prince among dogs. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, but um, I would say... Here's to you. I, mean, slider. I, I don't know if the, the newlywed friends in question that uh, this person's talking about are into uh, Nintendo stuff, but they do some nice plushies if mm. if they are. But otherwise, I guess, like... It just, it feels like such a, a game that is absolutely dependent on whether any exist for the games that they're into, because they're not. There aren't any that are sort of independently good by themselves, yeah. There are, um, if, if they like Slime Rancher, they've got a few of Have they? Yeah, that's how good. About, yeah. How about a big plushy wazd? <laughs> 
It's game agnostic. <laughs> Instantly recognisable game icon. Wow. mouse. Didn't... Two, two big two, plushy two mice. Two big mice. Don't Valve sell, like, that that cube from... They do, Paul but that's a bit done, cube. isn't it, by oh, now, no, isn't no, it? No, no, We've no, all no, been no. there, haven't we all? No, okay, look, it's a lie. No, oh, but... Well, come on. Wait, oh, wait. Potato <laughs> jokes. <who laughs> Hear me that? out. Doesn't it have a heart on for love? For oh, that's companion. trying to get to you. It's oh, trying God, to get yeah, that's how they get you, isn't it? Yeah. It's not 2006 or whatever anymore. I'm trying to think of something that you could hand over at a wedding. Oh, what about what about one of the sectoids? A head crab. A sectoid from um, from from XCOM. XCOM. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they are. Are they the nude ones? Why not? Why not a little range? <laughs> Do you want, like, why a, not a sectoid body pillow? <laughs> why not a little range? See, that's an area we haven't gone into yet. Body, body pillows. pillows. Well, um, please don't relate that to I the think, thing I was about to say. But. Isn't that why you get married? It's because the body pillow isn't working. Then it becomes. <laughs> I I think there's a hole in the market, right? If you're not if you're not going to go for plushy wise, maybe we could stake out a claim for um, like plushies of various. Um, but British game designers, what made it so good? <laughs> Julian Gollop. Julian, yes. Exactly. Yes. Plushy Gollop. Plushy David Braben. Plushy Gollop. Plushy David Braben. Plushy Peter Molyneux. Plushy. Plushy Braben. <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> plushy Sean Murray. <laughs> well, no, you, you take How the... big was he in the 80s? <laughs> it, it comes with Plushy Molyneux. Like, yay high. <laughs> Uh, you know, you've got, um, what else you could you have? You could have, um. Kingsley. Yeah. <laughs> Kingsley! Yes. Yeah, exactly. Why not? And with a little kind of like Garriott. visor that goes Richard up and down. Soft yeah. little visor. Garriott. Yeah. Plus you <laughs> yeah. Honorary British. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, Lord British, isn't it? Lord British. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Livingston. Steve Livingston. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Hang on. Uh, yeah. Ian Livingston, Ian Steve Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're just like attached. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I really want this. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. No, because this is one short step away from Funko Pops. Oh, who oh, fucking cares? Better. They're rich. They're happy, probably. <laughs> Yeah, a little plushy Chris Roberts, maybe. I don't know. We can yeah. have him there. Yeah. But oh. yeah, essentially, uh, my main actual advice is one for a game they like <laughs> that does plushies. A plushy Tom Francis. Oh, I think the other great category, if we're going to do real... Um, the, the broken window. The, if we're going to do the men of video games, a plushy series, I think we also need great um, E3 conference... <laughs> Oh, uh, no. Hosts. Is that not just put a regular, like, it's put- normal looking person in a, a suit, jacket, and jeans? Yeah. Right. Yeah, to some extent. But. Yeah. Oh. Any of the Muppets from the from the Nintendo E3 thing from a few years ago? Especially oh, yeah. the Reggie one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, they should have released that as a plush. I, you know, I got your Animal Crossing things. I don't think this has been very helpful to anyone. <laughs> Well, apart from the makers of possibly the the series of game developer <laughs> plushies that you apparently would it's immediately like, yeah. pre-order. Oh, CEO I mean, of plushie, plushie Jane Minter plushie. Yeah. Jeff Minter plushie. With real flowing hair. Yeah, exactly. Basically anyone who could theoretically do a nostalgia-based Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> or pointedly refuse to do one. Those are the two options. Okay. <laughs> Let's put together a, a business proposal. Um, good. 
yeah, if if I'm not at a game show at some point in the next year and one of the random merch stands doesn't have that array upon it, I will be strictly so, disappointed. So, wait, to go back to the Settlers 2 point, could this person give uh, their friends two mice? Well, we didn't. We just suggest that. Yeah, we have suggested that. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't mice. listening. That's okay. I meant, like, actual mice so they could play Settlers 2 together. But they didn't. The, they the mice it. can play Settlers 2 with each other. No, they hated but, it. But... They said the, that it was the worst experience of their but lives. But the couple. The couple oh, I see the couple. Play. Why would you wish that on a couple on the yeah. wedding day? Look, it's symbolic of good ideas. They have to upgrade their RAM. And needing You're to adjust your expectations. To upgrade their RAM. What about some RAM? Something it's borrowed. Plushy RAM. Something oh, yeah, give bite. them some RAM. Mm. <laughs> That's a very good joke. Thank what you. Was that? Nothing, it doesn't matter. It's um, gone now. Is it something I wouldn't Lost understand? in the winds. Lost, yeah. Yeah. Did you say blue balls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you? No. Oh. No. I said blue bite. Oh, okay. Hmm. No, I don't get it, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dead now. <laughs> Sorry. Joseph writes, Hey, CNC, I've recently played a few hours of Objects in Space, an interesting space sim that I think you talked about a little while ago. Indeed, I did. One of the things I find interesting for a game from a small company is the Arduino support that it has. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Ar- Arduino. Arduino. Arduino mm-hmm. is an open source electronic prototyping platform that in this case lets you build your own cockpit and control your ship using real buttons and switches. Now, in reality, I'm never going to build my own spaceship cockpit, but it's nice to think that I could. This got me thinking, what is a feature in a game that, you, where, that you've played where you thought, I've no idea why you've done this, but I'm glad you did. Thanks for all the pods. Joseph. I think object is objects in space the one that I would have played at Alt Control GDC a few Very years ago. Very possibly. Yeah. It's quite uh, lo-fi. Yeah. yeah, you sort of flick screen in your yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah, and you've got that was kind of amazing. Radio and things, like yeah. The, the craftsperson ship of the, the craftsman spaceship. Yeah. yeah, that they had there. That was amazing. Anyway, yeah, that'd be really. Cool. That would be really good to have that controller. That'd be fun. I think I think on the question front, the one that immediately sprang to mind that a lot of people sort of notice or notice the absence of is like flushing toilets and things in games. Mm-hmm. It's that why have you done this? But also, why haven't you done this yeah. if they mm. haven't? So yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I'm trying to think because I, I tend to like um, get very excited about these kinds of things. So I talk about them a lot when it's something I think is mm. pointless, but. I really loved in uh, Tacoma that all of the um, the nail varnishes were different, but and <laughs> they all had the kinds of names that you would get on a on a nail varnish like range. <laughs> like they had mm. pun names, and they were you know like they just felt like part of mm. a human designed world yeah. and also a small detail that doesn't usually would get. normally be just like yeah, the yeah. thing or not, yeah. not and like, like readable that, that game is actually replete with stuff like that I think I didn't notice it but someone pointed out that there was like a sex toy in one of the rooms or there you know it's those like I I love mm. the little things that make something feel like a human being lived there rather than oh these are the assets you had to work with and like, um, I, I don't know whether I mentioned this before, but things like, um, in Edith Finch, that is so well, like, so many of the rooms are so beautifully designed. And then you look at something like a bookcase that's got like a million copies of the same book. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, that yeah. ruined it, like, in that moment. And Isn't you're like, there, oh. I think there is a game where, 
like one of the problems is that you've kind of got to make loads and loads of textures. Yeah. But I think there is a game that is able to, to dynamically put uh, spine uh, like names, book oh, names on the spines, so they're always different. And mm. I don't remember which what game it is, huh. but I think that that technology should be given to the world for free. <laughs> mm. Speedbook. Yeah, the, six, the, the sequel to Speed Tree, <laughs> <laughs> the natural end to the trees as well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that, or like if they've put effort into something. Again, with Tacoma, there's like a crossword that you can actually solve, or like you know, there's I, that game is apparently <laughs> my go-to for this. Yeah, but. incident pointlessly excellent in terms of details. Mm. Ten out of ten. The hummingbirds in um, Far Cry New Dawn as well. Like they, I think the game just uses them to highlight collectible plants, which also you know glow intermittently. But um, and so if you go near them, you can sort of see and hear one or two little hummingbirds like flying around. But they are mm. so detailed and so lovely and it's like iridescent the are and kind of yeah amazing. Aww. So like. Uh, and the only like i haven't been paying attention it will surprise you to know i don't know what's going on in far cry new dawn i don't know who anyone is don't know where i'm going i don't think i've actually moved more than 20 meters away from my home base and i don't really know what that's about either (laughs) um but like the and so the only the only thing that i can think of at the moment without any context is that they are entirely just there to signpost these collectible plants presumably that i can use for crafting but they are gorgeous and so just lovely to look at and to go into camera mode and it looked like with your hands as you were saying lovely to look at you wanted to rip one of their heads off mm to express love <laughs> I'm only uh, I'm only fully engaged and and in love with something if I if I want to wear its skin as a coat, basically. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, speaking of um, uh, relationships, they're going well. <laughs> Orphia, <laughs> Orphia writes, dear Creighton Crowbar. Uh, my girlfriend and I recently played through the excellent Return of the Obra Dinn together. Despite the vast disparity in our respective video game experience, we both loved it. It was a great experience to play through together. Uh, do you happen to know of any other games that might bring similar co-op joy, but that are more like puzzles than needing any traditional video game skills? Love the podcast. Off you. The game that immediately came to my mind was um, uh, is the Room series, because mm. they're very... Uh, there's lots of opportunities to, do, to discuss things and, you know, whether it's the story stuff or, or just the puzzles. Mm. And my mum came to stay with us a few weeks ago and she's had the room on her phone for, you know, months and months. And she and my daughter just spent two days just playing through a couple of them and, mm. and really, and like, it was just really nice watching them play together you know, very different experiences and, and wishes for games, and that was really nice. I think also story games where you can discuss, like, which option you want to take yeah. um, or which 
dialogue or which, you know, which strand of thing or mm. how you want to handle a problem. I'm blanking on particular examples, maybe like uh, Until Dawn. I really enjoyed Until Dawn with, oh, yeah, with my you wife. Know. I, got, you, yeah. I know like, me and Marsh hated it. It's a real, it's it. got real problems. I think it's all about the, the attitude you go in with, I think. Yeah. Like, it has loads of problems, but mm. like we <laughs> enjoyed it enormously. Yeah. I think it's, I felt thoroughly and repeatedly um, like fobbed off by it because mm. it really, really doesn't want to do what you want it to do. You know what I mean? You, you can't really express any will, but it's quite a good ride, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's definitely a ride, um, not a. It's a it's a horror film, but you get to sort of choose how at, really. Yeah. But you don't really choose much. It's it's thin. I think in the best sense, but Life is Strange. Yeah, uh, the first one I would particularly recommend because I I played it for work. Um, and also because I loved it. Um, and I really enjoyed sitting on the bed as Chris played it on when I lived in London. So my PC was in my room and I was sat on the bed and you were playing and, and I was sort of watching what you did and talking to you about like why you were doing what you were doing. And that was really interesting. And I think that if I, I would actually be interested to play season two with you like mm. uh, and, and us making those decisions or chatting about what we wanted to do mm. together. Yeah, yeah the other one i was going to suggest for this would be her story mm. i think it's a good fit for something like this because mm. it's fundamentally deductive very low requirement in terms of actual input but um a cool you know particularly if you've got the patience to just watch through clips together and talk about what the ramifications might be and make notes and things i think it could work i think that's one that i myself wouldn't be able to just because i would need i'd lose my train of thought and i'd want to make notes and things but i can see how with mm. the right people it would work mm. yeah yeah i played over din obviously that's what the the, the writer was saying but yeah mm. with my son that was really uh, he was really excited about the Aww. oh my god look at the next thing and what does this mean <laughs> this could only mean this it can only mean crabs. I really like. I was wondering if you wanted to play it together, Chris. Oh, but then yeah, I've already played most of it. Oh, okay. But we could. Because I thought I thought I remembered you saying that you had stalled out with it. I and... did stall out, but quite late. Okay, quite late. I've seen all the scenes. Oh, I'll help. Okay, <laughs> very stuck. <laughs> Our next question comes from Joel, who writes: Dear Crit and Crowbar, as a child of the eighties and nineties. I've seen game technology and artistry advance so that many of my wouldn't-it-be-cool pipe dreams have become reality. Examples that spring to mind are the tactical combat character progression of Shining Force 2 giving way to the deep customization and emergent stories of the Firaxis XCOM series, cruising between planets in Elite Dangerous, and my very specific boyhood fantasy of a World War II multi-position bomber crew simulator fulfilled in B-17-2, the Mighty Eighth. And this is to say nothing of VR. What game wishes have you seen come true as the form of Evolved? And what experiences remain tantalizingly out of your grasp? Uh, warmest Antipodean regards Joel in Adelaide. P.S. I am from America and usually hold my fork in the right and knife in the left, only switching for difficult cutting, like around bones. I cut as I go, only cutting everything in advance when helping small children. Your results with other Yanks may vary, though. There are some weirdos among us. Joel. <laughs> what? Uh, there was a, this fork, is a, discussion. There was a whole fork discussion you missed. You weren't here. Mm-hmm. Oh. It turns out, this is important to know, uh, it turns out that most Americans uh, 
They drive they, with their fork on the right. <laughs> no, they, 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 they hold the knife and fork in the same hands. Yeah. They cut up the food. Hang on, they hold them in the same. In the, in like, okay, in the, nor- in the hands that we do, left so and right left and normally. Yeah, yeah, rather than hands, up and down it. hands that you may be otherwise tempted to use. <laughs> they would right. cut a piece of food off and then switch the fork to the right hand, pick up the food with it, eat, switch it back to the left hand, cut another piece. But why? That is apparently normal, and they think that we're strange for rigidly sticking. I don't understand. No. We've we've talked about this, and okay. so we don't... Yeah. Right. Well, that changes... There are more things in so heaven and earth than... What, what if you're us, left-handed and American? What happens then? Do you, well, do you switch you're, to the you're, right, or do you left? No, you're, you're driven into you're, the sea. Yeah. <laughs> On the right. As a as a left-handed <laughs> person, I can tell you, there's, I imagine no one has ever thought about that for a single second. <laughs> Ned Flanders would have done for that glorious week. He would have done, if only he were real. That shot. <laughs> um, uh, what was the question? Uh, it, so, oh, this is the I remember. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have one thing that gaming hasn't provided me with yet, but I have hopes. And that is that game tech and the resources and the 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 power the human power it requires to do still mean that for example if you if you look closely enough at the world often you'll just sort of see maybe blank where you in the real world would see you know insects it's beetles isn't it it's, it's insects <laughs> oh my god where are the she was meandering insects? around this um, i didn't beetles. want to be a cliche <laughs> i don't know i think it's reasonable just beetles yeah well, i want beetles or just just more stuff that reveals itself the closer you look at the world and i i totally appreciate why it's not there and why you economize or why you make choices but i i would love Beatles it are, but like everything's about how important it is right and you and beetles are important they're yeah, important to me but like it's oh, and they're important in the real world you're being apologetic <laughs> about beetles you can be you can be forthright about beetles they're bigger than jesus i just i don't want to sound like i'm saying why aren't harassed and and overworked and crunching game devs adding extra okay. assets to their it's games. okay <laughs> they they their payoff is you caring about the game and if if it it's caused fine. them to lose their relationships and not sleep Look, for 15 years i think years. i think 16 eves were very happy to make those hummingbirds for you yeah what i would love <laughs> is if every it was only single game that featured bird song had birds attached to it and every single game that featured you know the noise of crickets to uh, you know evoke being outdoors had to actually fucking put crickets in it you know L- locatable like crickets locatable like, crickets I think, that I, I could watch i think that's i think you're <laughs> Absolutely right. However, I can also definitely imagine the day where, like, Dan, one of the house brothers yeah, it's kicks the door a open and says, "Why can't I find these crickets? <laughs> where's the fucking findable crickets? <laughs> and where's my plushie of a cricket? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'd buy a plushie of a cricket. Great, we settled that then. Good, good. Alex, what have the games failed to do for you or done for you that you never thought they could do? <laughs> I always, um, like, it, it's the thing that I don't, th- I, I, I still don't, I think that findable critic crickets, <laughs> crickets is, 
inevitable. critical. Where are they? Oh, to find in a room. It's finding harder and harder to find critics. It's all influencers now. And you just press a button and then you've beamed the game into your own house. And they make so much noise. And there, there they are. Like right at the end of it. I think that, that like your Beatle dream what is, like, dream is your boy? Yeah. eminently doable. But... I don't know whether, like, I've always wanted, like, a story that properly responds to the things that you do, the sort mm. of, the dream, right? The dream, the fucking, and that's what I dreamt of when I was little, and it's Laz and Calm, and, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of, I'm cool with that now, but it's, but it's definitely, that's the thing that's missing, and I mm. think it's the, it's that reactive world that I think immediately puts off people who don't, who aren't into games, like, what, why, why did it do that? Because that's not what I intended, and, you know, why... The fact that games don't respond to people in the way that that, that the real world does, I think that's the. I think some and some. I think you might live to regret that in some scenarios. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, like, imagine how much, like. I don't think. I think it's uh, probably unsolvable. I'm just thinking that you know, what if, like, it just meant that you went about your life in games as if you would as you would react and as the social conventions would dictate i do that anyway i played red dead redemption one not being fucking depressed whenever i have to kill somebody but like how would you get through call of duty like what would you you'd 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 not i just sing to myself like hum and rock myself as i play (laughs) oh it's okay it's okay it's okay it's not real this is getting really bleak it's getting real have, have games mm. made you happy at all in some way? Not lately. <laughs> I'm really feeling this war. Really oh feeling God. it. Oh, I want to go I, home, Mother. Didn't think I could feel. <laughs> yeah. Felt this one. Thanks. I think it's war. been nice watching VR go through several waves of a hype. Not not in the sense of it's been nice seeing the hype, but it's been nice seeing them get better at at some things. And people do more interesting things with them over time, you know. That's mm. been nice. Mm. I think my thing, my thing, sort of related to Alex's in a way, which is that um, I, I think the obvious thing that like we just haven't broken through is like conversations with game characters mm-hmm. and realistic conversation engines that actually produce sort of believable interactions. This is a subset of you know mm. seeing, feeling yourself more in a more human way, whereas. You know, that's, that seems to be a barrier that games just can't push through where, you know, we're still dependent on pretty fixed ways of inputting what you've got your character to say or how you want them to react to the world. And I'm interested uh, in spirit AI on that front mm. because the work that they're doing just is download a ghost directly into the game. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it sounds interesting. Like, and, and it has been, well, I mean, look, <laughs> you know how I feel about ghosts is that you, you are know, afraid of some ghosts. Uh, look, I just, I feel like, yeah, they're not real, but they don't know that. So. What? You know? Exactly. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> where was I? This felt like a good Spirit point. AI. Oh. Ghost so, AI. Look. <laughs> so I was, I, I didn't want to. Sneak um, it behind your teacher to pot. Oh my. So I don't want to sound like I'm being really down on games and why haven't they delivered this, that and the other, because I think it's more that I, my background with games was such that I didn't actually think of them as a 
in the way of, oh, I hope at some point they can do this. They were just a thing that I would dip into or be interested by, but I wasn't sat there going, I hope the tech will one day deliver this or that kind of experience. It was kind of, and so I haven't been sat here going, where's my dash, 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 or like where, what, Mm. what's like, I wish the, I was going to say holodeck, but no one wishes the holodeck was real. Um, or, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the way it works in Star Trek. You die. It's okay. Oh, it's, I mean, it's one way to go, isn't yeah, it? Fun. I mean, just pick strang- one. You're, you're, do you want to live or do you want to die <laughs> in games? But what I better go to the Wild yeah. West. Oh, yeah. but you didn't like it. You got depressed in Red Dead Redemption. But that's because I, it made me shoot the, people but uh-huh and what do you think the holodeck's gonna do i could talk, I talk to them yeah i mean look there's a there's a greater than zero chance that i'm gonna get strangled by moriarty but to be honest uh-huh. that's in my like top four ways to go yeah right you do i mean you do realize that however you go i'm writing on your tombstone it's how he would have wanted <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like no matter yeah. what no, how like, ridiculous whatever happens is <laughs> look I don't know. It anyway, could be worse. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I guess like it, it's. I guess I just wanted to note that I actually don't think I think of games in that way. Like I don't look at them and go, "Oh, you know, I, I wish that." I don't know. Look, I am pouring all of my money into a Kickstarter that will allow me to be strangled by Moriarty. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I don't think that'll get on Stadia, you know. And I've got the. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the stretch goal, Chris Roberts plushie to prove it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I'm thinking about then scratch goals, scratch goals, scratch goals. Scratch goals. Oh, we're forgetting how to speak. I'm the only person drinking yes, on this yes, podcast. Yes. It's extraordinary. I've got a chamomile tea. That doesn't count. Um, the <laughs> our final uh, question is actually we have a return to an old, an old at this point tradition. Uh, public dog writes, dear cromulent critics. Mm. Mm. Good luck hear them chirping <laughs> hear them chirp many years ago on a different email address I inscribed the first grudge on the first page of the great book of petty gripes regarding Mass Effect 3's many qualities or lack thereof I'm gonna go ahead and stop you and say there have been many grudges prior to that point <laughs> well I mean yeah we basically just stapled a notebook to the back of the real good book of grudges but yeah mm. um, in the years since we've gotten things to be actually angry at so much so the video game gripes no longer register. As Anthem descends from the sky, knocked out of place by weird rap men, Resident Evil 2 is reborn into the excellent engine of Resident Evil 7, I'd propose that the end times are here, and it's time to write the last grudge and close the book forever. What is this? Your final grudge. No. That's from Public Dark. Oh. <laughs> Paper will not close the book. Oh, God, no. <laughs> the book shall never be closed. I just think that as long as there are human beings, there will be petty things to be annoyed about and hold against them forever. Well, but we're positing that the world is ending. I mean, well, that's that in and of itself is quite the inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you have a final grudge to level against the games industry? No. Okay, well, thanks for playing. <laughs> What's annoyed you recently? What's that? Like, do you want the pen for a while <laughs> for, the, for the book? I don't, I don't want Google. I just don't want it. <laughs> no, thank you, Google. No, thank you. No, it's not even a thank How you. How would you find no, things Google. out? I use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> I literally use DuckDuckGo. 
I do have a like Gmail us. account, and that's not good. Yeah, like us, ask Jeeves. Always. It's just Jeeves now. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Or ask. Hang on, which one is it? I think it? it's, it's ask. ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got Jeeves? I don't, I don't know one. what Jeeves is. Oh, my God. Jeeves is Jeeves. Like just re- retired. He's like, oh, God. Maybe he's looking after Lycos. Aww. <laughs> I think Lycos is dead. No. Why would Lycos be dead? Alta Vista. Uh, okay, but is that where they live now? <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's one of Lycos's friends. Well, okay. The one that I used to search on in 1997. <laughs> The year of Zelda, wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, Ocarina of Time. Eight, uh, it's 98. Is it? Yeah, 98 was a, a banging ah, year. It was a half-life. Yeah. I feel quite... I was going to say I feel old. I just feel like I haven't remembered a year. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to 1997? <laughs> what was... No, that was the year that I owned Fresh Hits 97. And that will be it's it. It's likely. Yeah. And so... <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe it came out like at the it end might of the have year. Actually. Who even knows? However... That's true. I need to know this. When do they come out? I at think, the end of the year or at the start of the year? I think maybe part with it because they, they have the summer bangers, don't they? So it's like an autumnal... Like, cause celebration. is it now that has the Christmas number one on? Now that's what I call music or whatever. I don't know. I I'm, I'm eternally surprised they still exist. One of my leaving presents was Now That's What I Call Now. And it was a hundred songs from the, uh, Now That's What I Call Music back. Was it made by the now people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like a self-celebratory yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Now that's what I call It's like, now. it's got some Leona Lewis on there. It's got Akon. It's got like, just, there's a lot going on. I'll be listening to that. I don't have a CD drive. I'm going to figure this shit out. <laughs> I'm going to make sure. I'm going to, to CD technology. Mm. Um, that's not a grudge, though. No grudges, though. No. Okay, good. My... Do you have one? Yeah. I was. <laughs> You've been waiting very patiently. <laughs> I have been waiting very patiently. You could have said. No, I never stop pit, which is on a now roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you lose all your skin. Now that's what um... I call rolls. <laughs> Only because she loves you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was right about Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. I was right about it. I've seen this Hang take... on a minute. What's, where's the, what's, what are you specifically putting the grudge to? I can make yeah. a guess. Just the universe, really. But I've seen right. this take sort of slip out lately. I'm not going to name any, <laughs> any names. And I don't bear any ill will towards individual writers. But people have said, like, oh, Anthems made me appreciate what a game Andromeda was. To which I reply... Nothing but sort of screaming at the heavens. Scorn. I'm just going to, it makes me want to run out in the rain and, and tear all my clothes off and just make weird facial expressions. Um, in tribute to a game that was flawed, but I liked it very much. And okay. I was right. And I, oh, I feel bad that it got such a shoeing and it didn't deserve it because it had a nice scene at the end where you all get to movie night on the spaceship and it's funny and nice and all the characters are there and you like them because they're your space friends. There was, oh no, that was Mass Effect 3. Yeah, I was that's... gonna say there was a plant at the end of it, I think. That's Mass Effect 1. Someone had a pot plant. Oh, Mass Effect. Or like stepped out into the pot plant. I don't know. Like there was, right, someone, like my, <laughs> 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 my Commander Shepard stepped off, plant. presumably a spaceship, into some kind of garden, greenhouse, pot plant, don't know garden center i don't know but that's what happened at the end of it i remember nothing else i don't think that's no that is possible that is possible if you did the synthesis ending i don't really know what that means well (laughs) (laughs) photosynthesis 
Because plant. I guess so. No, you would have been a bit robot. And you would have stepped out onto the world where the Normandy crashes. Possibly. There were plants. That's, That's true of That's literally all worlds. I can remember. The sun was out. Daytime then. <laughs> it feels like we're edging towards your memory being Shepard gets out of a spaceship, which happens continually <laughs> through the whole series. Yeah, but the And indeed reason... into Andromeda where Shepard isn't in it. But nonetheless, people go, oh, a spaceship. I'm not in it anymore. Yeah. I'm here on this planet now. I feel like it must have been the end because that feels like a climactic point that I would have somehow there registered is, I think I know what scene you're tank. referring to. I think I know what scene you're referring to. Anyway... So that's nothing to do with what you were talking about. And no, I'm very not. sorry I've totally hijacked this conversation. Would you like to add me talking over you to the Book of Grudges? Because um, I can do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> well, it's my book. <laughs> if you'd like to send us a question or grudge for a future episode of The Crate and Crowbar, you can do so by emailing us at questions at creightoncrowbar.com. If you'd like to hang out with our lovely Discord community, you can find them uh, on Discord. The link is in the show notes or on our website at creightoncrowbar.com. Got a YouTube channel video there, maybe. It's at youtube.com forward slash creightoncrowbar. And none of this, none of it would be possible without the very kind support of our Patreon backers. Thank you very much. If you have chosen to back us on Patreon, if you'd like to know more about this uh, process it's um, and its outcomes, um, you can uh, you can uh, find that at patreon.com forward slash create and crowbar a theme emerges um, is that it you're it. burning out I'm burning out so. it's quite a good contact well we don't tend to do it anymore because no one, no one wants to oh you you it's only it's dead drop addresses I'm only at, at create and crowbar oh yeah I forgot yeah we do have a <laughs> We do have a Twitter account for the Crate and Crowbar. Uh, the only thing you'll get there is, is a string of episodes that you've probably already listened to, but it does exist. Rate and review us. Rate, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Suppose that helps. People have asked if we're going to get the podcast on Spotify. I will certainly try and find out how that works. Yeep. Uh, yeep, indeed. And the other one. Uh, Overcast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Once upon a time, it was enough to have an RSS feed. Nowadays, it's all... There Feed was... me directly into this mega corporation, Chris. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there was something. Anyway, that's, that's far offline. Yeah, well, I mm. suppose. Well, that's that then. So, isn't that it? was a zine, maybe. So, uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. everybody.